I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. Shit. Fuck. Why is that on there? Shit. What up, what up, what up, man? Some technical difficulties here on this Sunday. What up, what up? This Last Chance Q. We're back. The relaunch for the best NFL pregame show in America. And it would be, I would be remiss if it wasn't without my, my main man, Sean Salisbury. Sean, What's up, brother? I got that light up there shining on my face on that jury on that face. You, you, you want to make sure you see the money maker right there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's bring our main man Jeff in, man. He's already in the back. Let me get this three get this three way going. I know you like three ways. Again. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Jeff, Hold what's on. up? Re up the, the hey. video and you haven't told me shit, huh? I just got it all, all the shelves, all the custom cabinets, the the uh, humidifier holder for all my cigars, so I could slide it right in there with uh, the refrigerated. You know, yeah, I got it all done, man. Ready to go, Jeff? How are you? My hat's all fucked up. Doing good. How are you guys? What's going on? Awesome, man. All's good. So yeah, JB got it done, and looks like a real office now, doesn't it? Yeah, that, looks like it. that uh, that fucking is that that fucking salmon hat we had at Pat's yeah. house? Damn right, it is. There you go. Jeff, Jeff likes it. colors like that. Jeff thinks men can wear colors like that. Sean. They can. I don't know why. I don't know why you have a problem with it. Yeah, I wear a lot of lilac, pink, blue. I love colors. Man. Brings out the green in my eyes, bitches. So there you go, Jeffy. How you doing, brother? I'm great. I'm great. I like this card this week. Ready to have some fun. Let's get into it. Let's, do Let's it. go, uh, Jeff. Um, I know we got some. Uh, some college happenings. We always we always want to start off with uh, something that's happening. So, Sean, we haven't talked to you in a minute. I, we got to get your take on this Harbaugh deal. Um, did you play with Jim? Played against him. Okay. Yeah, beat uh, him. Beat him too. But that's that's neither here nor there. I digress. But well, you beat a lot of people. You beat a lot of people. Right. Uh, you beat Elway too every time you played him, fucker. Elway, uh, Young, Favre, Harbaugh. But hey, but who's fucking keeping score this morning, Jeff? You know what I mean? I mean, okay. there ain't no scorekeepers here, only on Sundays. We, oh, today is Sunday, so let me keep some score. Yeah, no, this Harbaugh thing's a trip, isn't it? Yeah, what do you what do you take of uh, you and I are both old school? I know we've talked to Jeff about it on my show yesterday. Um, we've been doing this for as long as we've been around, Sean. You and I know. Um, and it's like, well, hide your damn things a little bit better than I guess if you don't want them stolen. I guess I don't know. That's kind of what my 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 takeaway is. But Sean, years ago, you know, we all started to the cute card showing offense, right? Uh, you know, 
Let's go tempo. Let's go fast. Chip Kelly came out. Would have Stephen A's face on there. Would have Sean Salisbury, ESPN, whatever it may be. That was basically a slap in everyone's face saying, we know we're still in each other's signs. Here, Figure this sign out. Right? I mean, isn't that what we were doing? So why now is it so offensive? And why is every is everyone just kind of sour over spilled milk because Michigan's beating everybody's ass? I kind of see it that way. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, I really don't know in truth why. I mean, we, we advance scout in every sport. We, we advance scout in every sport. Major League Baseball will be advancing to see, you know, during the season, their neck. People advance scout all the time. We do it in football, especially teams with a bye week. They're out there looking ahead and getting, you know, people are scouting tape and the rest of it. I personally, I don't know what the problem is with sending a member into a stadium to watch the sidelines. We as players, if you were a backup in a game, and I'm sure they still do it, did everything we could to look across and see if we could find some trends in their signals before this was when they were all wigwagging, not talking in your helmet, right? And try to steal a signal or two. Now, the hard part is trying to get it to your defense in time so they can get it to the coordinator who can get it to the captain on defense and who understands. It's just you don't want them to be thinking too much like, well, if I don't get the signal from the sideline, I'm fucked, right? I, I personally if it's just as much as sending somebody ahead of time to go into a stadium and try to steal a signal on the on Michigan's dime, I, I don't know why it's that big a deal. And are we really stealing them? I mean, in truth, if you say it's the third indicator and change it, I, I just don't get it. If I'm standing on second base and I know or, or I advance scout and I know going into a World Series, your pitcher – I mean, that their signals, I mean, that he's tipping pitches. Why, 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 why wouldn't I flash? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Now, if you went in there and you took videos of it and elected him and you're taking notes, that's fine. I, I, even videos, I guess, in a public place in a stadium, people do that all the time to everybody. So I, I don't know how you regulate it. I think it's, I think it's a much ado about nothing, unless, of course, you were cheating and going into their locker room and stealing game plans, that kind of stuff. No, but hey, I, Sean, I think there's gamesmanship that goes along with trying to get an advantage without – I don't consider that cheating. I don't. But if they have down, a rule, you got to abide by it. Can you break down like what would happen? Uh, like people want to know, and, and and I'm curious to get your take. I, I'll give my what I know. But what 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 would go into stealing a particular play? How you would do it? What are you actually looking for in stealing a a, a signal? Because Sean, you and I know how hard it is to get. You just came off the field coaching some cues, didn't you? Yes, sir. And I coached JUCO kids that were that left Alabama, that left Ole Miss, that left USC, and I got them in my program at a, in a two-year level, eighteen months time frame. There, I I, ha, I can't imagine, and I can't even think about it, especially in the transfer portal era when you get kids basically a semester or possibly two before they transfer on you anyway. How are you getting the 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 the, the stolen signal? translate that to your staff, get it into a scouting book and a report, get them to your kids the week of a game and get them ready to really grasp all that shit you stole in three days. Well, you're not. And number two is a smart team would just change the signals every week. You know, we all have our go-to, but one week we're using a, like if we were going right and left, it'd be green and yellow. The next week it may be whatever city's got R and L in it or whatever, it just, and when you play a team twice a year in the NFL, of course you're switching 
Now you'll have your go-tos and, but if you do that and you go steal it and all of a sudden you prepare all week and teams know that people are out there trying to steal signals, what do you do? Change the indicator, change what goes into on the sidelines. You're looking. And now with three or four guys, we don't even know who the live dude is. Okay. You got 47 guys pointing to a sign and doing it. It's like, come on, man. First off, I actually think it'd be more confusing. Me too. It's like looking fastball and all the signals that you stole, the advanced scouting, indicate that it's going to be a fastball. And then a the guy throws you, he cunny thumbs you with an off-speed, you know, sweeper slider, the slide piece. And you're like, well, the signals didn't work. Now you're all fucked up. Okay. So unless you got a full proof stuff going on, I, I, listen, and if you were able to steal one or two plays, if you're dumb enough as a team not to change your indicator or what your, whatever it is, like if our indicator is I touch my chest and it's the, and it's the third body in the four there, Who's that? We change it at halftime. Now it's the guy, and you know they all have different colored shirts on, right, or hats. That guy. If we're trying to steal it, how do we know what we're looking for initially? So if you're able to get one play, steal one, I, I, I'm not real sure how big a difference it makes. Maybe you should learn better on how to protect your signals or who who's sending them in. I to me, if he gets suspended, I know rules are rules. You got to follow them. I get that. I just think the rules are stupid. That's all. I do. It's not. I think if you spent more time studying a game plan, you'd have better tendencies than you would trying to steal four signals and getting one in a 90-play game. I, I, I just, to me, but if it is a rule and you're doing it, and it is a rule, you're not allowed to do this, then I understand the punishment, Jeff. I, I do. But, if, but I don't understand why we – there's certain rules. With all the transfer of name, image, and likeness and shit, the rules that are being broke, and now we're, we're, we're ass and butthurt over the fact that one guy who's kicking your ass – sent somebody to go try and steal a signal in their advanced scouting. Okay, so let's say you didn't, and the guy just said, well, I'm going to try to steal signals anyway. Is that okay? But it also didn't it's work because they didn't, they didn't win the national title. So it, right. it, it, also, remember, I don't understand how you would actually prove this because the guy that they're referring to that did this, I mean, he would just say, well, I'm a scout. I went and uh, checked out what they were doing. I mean, how could you actually prove they got any information that meant – like what? What would you even look for here? Well, Jeff, the rule is you can't advance scout, meaning you can't go to right. another opponent's stadium and and go there as a staffer from another university. But how would they? So, so are they going to do it like a murder investigation where they're going to pull the tape and watch the guy walk in? Yeah. Like, what if the guy had an Ohio State hat on? Right. I mean, like, what if there's twenty I, of them? It does every team tries to do something to get an advantage. I, 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 we got bigger fish to fry, man. I, I don't, this, is, this is he said, she said bullshit. Yeah. Whether they're doing it or not, the rule sucks. It's the fact of the matter mean, is I don't know what advantage you get from hey, Jeff, trying. Jeff, I'm laughing so hard, Jeff, right now in, inside because you weren't there with us, but you would have loved it. But at Pat's house, you know, Sean told us a fucking story that just was repeat delete about hitting a fucking 500-yard bomb into a prevailing wind. So we were, we're not going to bring that up anymore, but that's why I was laughing because he was talking about the pitching and shit. Um, oh, you I mean when I hit the? You mean when I hit at at Pat's high school, Torrey Pines High School, my senior year, and it just sewed up the athlete of the year in San Diego County for the second year in a row. You mean? Yeah. When, that- what you mean when the wind was blowing in off the ocean at Torrey Pines High School in Del Mar, and on a two-one pitch, the guy hung me a a curveball that was like in a cement mixer, and I hit it four fifty into the wind off a tree. I so far, it. so far beyond the left center field fence. But he, even if he wouldn't have been a fence and he retrieved it, I'd have ran around the bases four times. You mean that prodigious blast that the guy Bud Maloney walking in down the third baseline who was 
the final vote and presenter of the athlete of the year, didn't even get to sit down in the first inning. Top of the first, turn around and left saying, well, I got my answer on if this guy can play. You mean that home run? Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean the one that would have went out of any ballpark in any park, including Yellowstone? That motherfucking bomb? Yeah. You're damn right, brother. Yeah. Matter of fact, I hit a baseball farther than Pat's hitting his fucking drive. So tell Pat to smoke that, okay? <laughs> Jeff, man, this was a fucking three-hour fucking story last, a couple weeks uh, ago. He doesn't come across as someone that would lie to me, so I I, I believe him. I don't like the, the truth of the matter is, Jeff, it is, it is absolutely true. If that ball was hit a foot, it was hit 440. I'm just telling you. Number one, into the wind, because the wind, prevailing wind blows off the ocean because the the fence faces home plate as opposed to the other way around. And but I, what what he's laughing at is about every five minutes we'd be drinking at Pat's house and I'd say, Hey man, by the way, do you guys remember? Let me take you back in the 80s when I hit a, a bomb that hell, Jean Carlo Stanton ain't hitting at Torrey Pines High School. Okay. <laughs> now that might be a lie. The rest of it isn't, Jeff. You're exactly right. So I, I, I believe it. Can all I right, uh, we could do this can all, I just all, say one thing all right. here? Real we, quick, yeah. With this this guy that supposedly is stealing signals, have you guys read his LinkedIn page? No, I know he's ex marine, right? So th this is his skills on his LinkedIn page. This is fascinating. Quote: Identifying the opponent's most likely course of action and most dangerous course of action, and then identifying and exploiting critical vulnerabilities and centers of gravity in the opponent scouting process. So basically, he. You really? Know, yeah. He basically goes to the fringes of what's legal and not legal to. He has a LinkedIn about University of Michigan's job title. He, no, he doesn't say that's his Michigan job title. He was a volunteer coach there. And this is what his philosophy and tactic is as regarding football and strategies and staffing, recruiting, scouting, intelligence. Well, what do you what he should be suspended from Michigan for is being a, by putting that shit on his LinkedIn. OK. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that's that now that now suspending for dumbness and stupidity, not for, for for trying to go and get a signal in somebody else's stadium with a hundred thousand people there. Hey, I think I got one, Jim. On third and seven in a red zone, there's a chance. There is a chance that they're going to run bang post on single high safety. Well, no shit. Okay, well, I think Thank you made you. a point about the whole. This is much to do about nothing because look, in the end, this is very hard to prove. B I do think in a way it's a little bit of they're targeting Michigan. They're upset. They're pissed off. Certain people don't like Jim. It is what it is. Either way, until Michigan wins, nobody gives a shit. I just want to say on one thing with college, um, there was an idiot, some moron on Twitter saying that you shouldn't be knocking James Franklin. He's not going anywhere. They're close. What the fuck do you mean they're close? Close to what exactly? What the fuck are they close to? They don't win any big game ever. Is this mediocrity of it at its finest? I mean, I mean, you it's groundhog day is what you're saying. I know Sean could talk about this a little bit. The the Joe P era ended in tragically or you know, in tr fucking right. travesty, right? It ended in a horrific set of events. Joe Paterno dies. Oh, Bill O'Brien takes that gig that nobody wanted and actually did a pretty damn decent job. Um taking a job like that and then he and goes Hackenberg back. never played in his best year was a freshman year when Bill had him yeah 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 Hackenberg uh and then you don't and then you go to from him to you know this situation and uh I think Penn State is who they are they're gonna lose two games a year uh at Ohio State and Michigan and fucking they're gonna be that's where they are but they're gonna get over the hump until they do 
I think I think I know James really good, man. He's a good friend. James is, I think, beat Ohio State once in seven years now. So, but why is that? Why is that accepted? Like, what? I don't know. That's me. I mean, this is what it is. Works. Look at look at the rest of the country. I mean, look look at these other school teams and schools. NFL, college. We could ask that question about so many. I mean, yeah. If I think what Jeff's like, saying, oh, look, we're, we're not going to exceed this. I don't think, Sean. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think what Jeff's point is, and maybe I'm wrong, Jeff, is that your Penn State, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, LSU. You're not nine and three is not good enough regularly. Nine and two no, and not winning national. They, they got a national title defense. I'm just telling you. The quarterback's got a lot of potential. He's a big fella. But you're right to get close. I mean, are we now to the point? And I like James. I think James Franklin's done a nice job. He hasn't done the dominant job. I think that I've, I think Penn State going into this I, this season, I, they're a potential Final Four team. Now, the Big Ten's no joke when you get. Ohio State playing their best, Michigan playing their best. Every now and then you'll get, you know, Wisconsin dominating you and Iowa scoring at no points on offense and still winning game, all that shit. But I, I, I think, Jeff, what to me is the expectations at Penn State shouldn't be nine wins is what you're saying. It should be national title talk every year. And what I'm trying to also say, and you're 100% correct, when you look at that game yesterday, I know the final score is not indicative of what the game really was. The game is within three to four points, most of it. Penn State was really just one big play away, which, again, they were right there. I don't think Ohio State played particularly well either. Agreed. It's not like Kyle McCord looked unbelievable. I mean, also, look, I know we want to talk about all these people as the Heisman candidate. Look, Marvin Harrison, I mean, this guy just continues to dominate, right? I mean, they double-teamed him. It was just unbelievable. I, I don't know why we don't give him more love, but at any rate – Penn State had opportunities. I don't know what the play calling was. I don't know what the fuck the game plan was. It's almost like we all could yeah. diagnose it from our home, and they couldn't. They couldn't. Didn't get understand it. Yeah, it's it's uh. It's yeah, but Gorzon, I, I always love these people after the fact. This is what I tried to tell you, bro. They were one play away. If that holding penalty doesn't happen, the game's are probably a lot different. They took the fucking. Uh, you know, fumble to the house. These, these, what if, what if, what I told you so people piss me off. Yeah, no what doubt. Yeah, it's easy to tell me after the fact. Yeah. You're exactly right, Jeff. My favorite too is if every team's got an if. You are right. I mean, not just the what if, but if, if you don't have a holding call, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Right. If SC can get a stop, if SC doesn't get a penalty, if Penn State scores more, if Jim Harbaugh didn't steal one signal. I mean, you're exactly right. We got we got ifs out the ass. And what if the I mean the what key I'm is do you close out close games? And some of these teams just don't. It was not a dominating performance. No doubt. Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten, in my opinion. I, I, Ohio I, State's really good. But if you're telling when those two play head to head, I I think Michigan's gonna be one or two by the time the season's over, as long as they don't fuck it up along the way because they're physical, their quarterback's underrated. When it comes to the national talk, he's two-way. He can beat you both ways, and they're physical. They get after it, and the Big Ten may not be as strong as it normally is either this year at the top. Normally, it's like Stroud, Ohio State scoring 50. We know Penn State's going to hang in there. Michigan, I I, I think that, that I think Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State obviously could all beat each other in a round robin on a regular basis, but I, I still think Michigan, for my money, that I've seen every week has been the most consistent team in the Big Ten, because there's not much they can't do. Apparently, they know how to go get a signal or two, which is uh, the, the fact that we actually 
doing this shit about that in college football. We're going to make a big deal. And I agree with Jeff. I think a lot of it has to do with people. Some don't just like the way Jim goes about his business. I love Harbaugh, so I don't have a problem with it. I think everybody tries to do something to get an advantage. But if it's a rule, you must abide by them, whether we like the rule or not. Also, I know we have to get to NFL. I just want to say one other thing. I, I, a story that's lost yesterday is the fact that North Carolina lost is 23-point favorites to Virginia. That's the biggest story of the weekend as far as upset. No I mean, doubt, Jeff, I'm with you. I mean, what a joke. I mean – that's um that's a Mac Brown special right there. That that's oh. uh that's brutal. I mean that that Virginia team is bad, man. Like, I understand oh. you don't win Awful. by thirty, but why you lose outright to that team? Wow, got hammered. Yeah, wasn't wasn't a good day for a couple of those teams at, at the top. And North Carolina's loss to Virginia was borderline embarrassing for them. They're better than that. Absolutely. So what do we say? Get into some games, Coach? What do you Yeah, think? my fucking computer's been over here tripping. I don't know what – my mouse just keeps scrolling up. All right, uh, let's get into some, some games. I, I had some film cut up, and I don't know why it won't pull up. But, um, Sean, uh, Jeff, I know we got the Raiders-Bears. Uh, let's get through these 10 a.m. slots so everyone can get their bets in. I know uh, it's uh, – or the 1 o'clock Eastern games, the 10 a.m. Pacific games is what I'm referring to, Jeff and Sean. So the first slate, let's get right through them. Um, Raiders-Bears, what a fucking sh- kickoff for this one. Two uh, Division two QB and um, a rookie. Um, probably not going to be a shootout. I know Jeff always talks about overs and unders, uh, Sean. You and I talk about the matchups and what to expect from these two QBs. Uh, I know it's Vegas minus two and a half and 38 and a half over under. Um, Jeff, take us away, and then Sean and I will break down the matchup. Yeah, so I kind of like Chicago, or, uh, Las Vegas in this game. I, anything under three, I, I'm interested. And, and to be fair, I think it's a pretty solid play. I mean, you look at – Las Vegas, I think if, if you're going to be a Brian Hoyer coming in, obviously he won that job over someone else. You feel like with the weapons that they have, like Devontae Adams, you know, Jacoby Myers, they have a damn good offensive line. This is one of the top pass-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. It's not a bad situation to come into if you're Brian Hoyer. Throw in the fact that this Bears defense is one of the worst in the NFL. Their secondary is a disaster. Um, they, they just, they've done nothing at, at a high level on defense. They're giving up over 29 points a game. Um, they're, they're just a mess. I think this is a decent side here. I, I like Las Vegas in this game. It's uh, I didn't I, I didn't mean rookie on uh the, on the Raiders. I meant uh O'Connell's not getting the start. I think it's Hoyer, but the rookie yeah, is Hoyer. the D two D2 kid out of Shepherd University, a Division two school. Played for the Natty last year against Colorado School of Mines, and, yeah, and he's he actually got rocked in it. Um. That's who's playing. I'd rather play O'Connell as, as a Raider if I was a Raider, Sean. I'd rather play Aiden O'Connell, the rookie, get his feet wet because I think he's the future and not Jimmy G. I don't know. That's just my opinion on this thing. But, um, Jeff, you like the Raiders. I like the Raiders, too. There's no way they can lose to a Division two quarterback, in my opinion, or they're going to lose uh, that locker room. See, to me, that just kind of sweetens the pot that we get a, that we get a, a, a Division two quarterback. Now, look, he might have some success. I saw it, uh, an interview with him that – he was going to be a teacher if the NFL didn't work out. So, I mean, good for him. He's getting an opportunity. But I think Hoyer's a good option. I think it's a good spot to be if you're him, a good situation. Plus, the Bears' defense is awful. I'm taking, had, yeah. Sean, before you talk, I got the ticker below. These are the key injuries for today. The red means they're out. Uh, obviously, you might have an IR kid like CMC at the, in, in the at 49ers. And then the green means they're go. 
um, for right now. So this is just uh, for the fans to understand. There's some there's some injuries. Um, I know Freemuth just got put on IR for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well, tight end, and Deshaun Watson is supposedly playing now um, in this early game, Sean. So he's expected to start for the Browns in this next game we're going to discuss um, against the Colts. But Sean, go ahead. Be ready. Yeah. And what with Watson, why the hell, if you've been cleared to play, why the hell wouldn't you? Uh, that That's another whole thing that bothers the shit out of me, but I'll leave that for uh, another time. I, I do not. Hey, you're cleared to play. Everything's good. Yeah, I just don't feel good. Well, neither does 230 million. Give part of it back if you're not going to fucking play. But anyway, no, um, I digress. But back to, I think Aiden O'Connell is their future. At least, listen, it's preseason and it's, but they love him there. You know what? And the, and the kid in Chicago had a really good preseason. I mean, you think what he did to beat out to, to create a spot for himself on the team. I yeah. actually think he may actually be a better pure thrower than what they got right because he's not going to rely on his feet to win, even though I think Fields is obviously extremely gifted. So, I like listen. I'll take a veteran on the road. I get this situation, and and I do believe. I don't think there's any that O'Connell's not going to be as advanced as Hoyer. Brian's done it for a long time. I like the Raiders as well. I think that you got to run the football, protect your quarterback, and just get a few stops. And the number one thing to do to a rookie is create confusion, and then see if he'll turn the ball over to you. And uh, I expect the Raiders to win. I think it'll be an ugly game, and it's like twenty to fourteen. 21-16, 17-13 type of game. I like the Raiders as well. I think I'll take the veteran in this one, even though it's on the road. All right, Lucas Oil, um, Jeff, in Indianapolis, Naptown, Smitty's Finest, uh, Colts uh, without AR5. They got Minshew again, uh, who's led them to some victories, who, who looked bad last week. Uh, they got the Browns coming in there. Deshaun Watson is going to play. Minus three and a half, Cleveland's getting um, 40 and a half over under. Seems a little high to me with two good defenses. I don't know. Where you at? Yeah, I'm going to back uh, Cleveland here. Um, look, the fact that I get Watson back in, look, they want to run the football anyway. I feel like for me, I think the Colts have been a little overvalued in all honesty. All I hear is how good this defense is. I mean, they're still getting up 25 points a game. I thought they looked really bad last week. And in every game they've lost, it's been by more than four points. They just don't really compete when they lose. And to me, Going up against that Cleveland defense, who I think we can make the case is one of the best in the NFL. They, we, they still have a pretty good offensive line. They have some weapons, Amari Cooper, guys like that. I look at this and I kind of say to myself, if this is under four, I'm, I'm going to lean on Cleveland. I don't know if we're talking about Cleveland enough. This defense is really, really good. It, it could be one of those teams that just finds their way in, in deep into the playoffs and they're going up against a big-time offense. And Can they get a stop and, and get Deshaun Watson to earn that contract? I agree with what Sean said, though. I mean, this whole thought nowadays of athletes just taking personal days, load management crap, um, it's it's ridiculous. But, yeah, I like the Colts here – or uh, the Browns here. I think they take care of business and win, like, I don't know, you know, 28-17 or something. Do you like the – are you interested in the over-under number here with this, Jeff? Uh, well, it's been bet down a lot. The unders getting a lot of money. I think yep. people seem to believe that this Colts defense is really good. And I think at times they have looked good, but you, in the end, it really isn't translated in points per game. They're still giving up over 25 points per game. So I worry a bit about that. I think it's going to find its way over just because I think the Browns will run the ball effectively. I think Deshaun will make some plays. Look, he's a better option, a significantly better option than a like, PJ Walker. Oh, no. um, yeah, I, I plus they're up a loss. I think they bounce back here. 
Yeah, defense for me, JB, is the key here. I think Watson just has to play decent football. They are, you know, on the road, run the football, get out with a win. Another game that I don't think will be very pretty. Now, Minshew's got – he's a smart, good decision maker, maybe lacks some physical stuff that you'd want, but I, I, I think it'll be – I do think it's going to be a close game, and I do think the over's in danger too because I think you may get a couple big plays in a game. I, I just think the Browns are going to be too physical on defense for this team. I, I got the Browns as well. I think it's a trap game. I, I, I have a feeling it's a trap game that the Colts may be in this game till the end. Minus three and a half. I, it could be a three-point game at the end of this game. I don't know. I, I, I kind of think the Colts will show up at home. Uh, I think Zach Moss gets going. This is Taylor's second game. I think they got a one-two punch there. That And that's the only way I think you attack Cleveland, Sean. You got to hit them in the middle because if you just sit there and drop back all day, Miles Garrett and those and those pass rushes are going to make your life a living hell. So you got to run the football inside, and I think the Colts have a great, great recipe for that with Zach Moss and Taylor. I like the Colts to cover three and a half. I, I mean, you 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 also ask yourself. I mean, look look at that uh, uh, box score last week against the Jags. The Jags had two hundred and thirty three total yards, and they won by seventeen. I mean, the Colts outgained them by over hundred yards. They just seem to – I mean, the four turnovers last week, I mean, shitty uh, play in the red zone, it's just not It's not good enough. I, the, again, in any game the Colts have lost this year, it, it's been – I mean, it's been by, I think, uh, six or more. So when they lose, they lose. Um, so that's the concern. They don't really – they either win or get blown out. So – um, moving on to this, let's get these 10 a.m. slots. So we got about an hour and a half for everybody to make their bets. Um, pound that like button, subscribe, become a member. Make sure you follow the sit down pod, uh, on TikTok and, and, uh, and YouTube. That's Jeff's crime show. And then Sean Salisbury has the Sean Salisbury show every morning, uh, in, in Houston on iHeartRadio. Make sure you find him there. Um, Sean, this Bills Patriots game is always an interesting one. Belichick will find a way to to either a beat the Bills once a year or stymie them at least in a close game. Um, it's in Foxborough, fifty nine degrees. Patriots are a bad football team, Sean. That's a whole nother discussion you and I can have. Um, the Bills seemingly are a little bit inconsistent. They'll they'll stymie a Miami team um, and and blow them out after they score seventy. And then they'll go and, and lose and not really produce anything versus Jacksonville over the pond. Um, who you like here? It's minus seven and a half Buffalo over under yep. 41 uh, in New England. Um, I think the Bills kind of probably put their foot on the on the on the on the on the on the legend's throat here today. Yeah, listen, I love Bill, but if Bill's name wasn't attached to the Patriots right now, we would be calling this a double dip. That's the we 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 always hang on the it's Belichick and he'll have an answer. The problem is. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And they're a bad team. I'm not saying their players are chicken shit. They're just a bad team. They don't do much right right now. Now, Bill can dial up all the stuff, and we know how brilliant he is. But guess what they can't do? You can dial all the stuff up you want, but it, it, it's hard to put cologne on that and still make it work. I think – now, maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong once in my life, maybe twice, okay? <laughs> I, I think that the Buffalo Bills – Defense gets stops. I think they curb stomp. I think it's a double-digit win. Now, it is in Foxborough, and you're exactly right. He'll come up just when we all say they – but at one and five, I think the Bills recognize the urgency in their division with Miami. If the Bills go in and play a shitty game – Yeah, if the Bills go in and play a bad game, shame on them because New England's offense is piss poor. I like I, I like Buffalo in the game. I do. 
Yeah, Jeff, go ahead. So the last four games for the Bills against the Patriots, they've won all four, and they've won them by 12, 14, 12, and 30. So this game has not been close over the last four. That Didn't they said, get it last year in a, in a run game in the wind? Four straight games they've won. I think they won. It was one of the first games of the season. They they did win uh, early. It, it was like, yeah, it was freezing. It might have, was it last year or the year before? 2021. Okay, okay, yeah. So it was 2020. They threw like four times in a game. Yeah. They yeah. ran it like 50 I times. thought that was last year for some reason. Right. Okay, I got you. Right. That said, um, this is a – how can I say it? The NFL is all about recency bias. What have we seen recently? And the recency bias is exactly what Sean said, and he's a student. It. The New England Patriots have looked like the worst team in the NFL. That said, here's the thing. They're at home, okay, which is helpful. Um, defensively, they're actually still pretty solid. Always. And the Bills have injury issues, particularly on defense. Milano, uh, Tredavious White, they have all sorts of people that are, are either out or, or didn't participate or whatever. Throw in the fact that the whole world's on Buffalo, yet this numbers went from nine down to seven and a half. I think we see the Patriots rally today. I'd be on New England here, um, but not I, for not for an outright win. You think inside the number, correct? And I, yeah, and I don't I think, argue that part. I, yeah, I, I you think know, I think it's, it's a double digit talent wise. Mm -hmm. You you made that half point's a concern. Okay, that hook bothers me. If I'm gambling, yeah, if, if I'm up over if I'm up over seven, I mean, this is a strong move on New England. Strong and look, a lot of people. This is the thing about gamblers. Most people that are going into a sports book are sitting on FanDuel right now. They're looking at themselves and saying. Wow, the Patriots, they've gotten blown out over the last three or four games. All due respect, that doesn't mean shit to me. This is right. a new game. This is right. a new number. And I've been around this long enough to realize this is not how things work. For instance, there are certain games on the card where, uh, you know, the, the sharp and square money's on the same side. That That's where you want to be. Right. I do not want to be on the side of, of the Bills here. Now, they may win because New England just might be a net, but I think it's a good spot for New England to, to rally. Sean, like Weddle says on my show on Mondays, he's like, "Who if you're if you're a GM, which Weddle's been talked to about being um, for different different teams, he was breaking it down. Uh, he might be in here listening right now. His Utah beat your SC last night. He said, let, let well, you know that. Um, well, well, there's a big shock about that. Well, they kick our ass every year physically and just can't get a stop. That's uh, there's I don't get me started on that, dude. I may I not know, be welcome back in Heritage Hall if I if I start on that one. I know. Hey, I know. Let me ask you real quick before you, you say your point. I'll also say this, and, and, and I'm continuing to diagnose. It, it seems like there's something wrong with Josh Allen. He doesn't look like the same quarterback. Um, it, you know, last week, I thought they were poor. I could see this game being similar to last week where you just kind of say to yourself, what the hell is wrong with the Bills? You know, what? why are they struggling against the Giants? You know, why can't they move the football? You know, maybe the Patriots are pretty good on defense. I, I, is something wrong with Josh Allen? Well, that that to Weddle's point to go back to the point of 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 this Patriots team that's going to play against Josh Allen. Um, Weddle said, "Hey, Sean, if you're a GM, what guy on offense are you trying to trade for right now at the trade deadline on the Patriots? There's not a goddamn person. There's not one offensive player other than maybe the running back, um, Deshaun J. Stevenson." You ain't taking nobody. Who, what wide out, what QB, what, what alignment? Like there's no player on that team that you would trade for and give up assets to gain. Like they don't have a, 
a, a Randy Moss over there. They don't have anybody that you know what I mean. It's just a bad. Nobody's clamoring for their offensive talent. Yeah, it's bad. And Josh Allen point, Chef, I've been saying it for a while. He's as inconsistent as it gets. The red zone, he struggles. Everyone wants to bring up stats. Here's the guys that show me stats on Twitter. They're fucking fantasy footballers. They don't watch the game. They see stats at the end of the day. They see the QBR from a Mahomes, but they don't look at the yak yards from Mahomes. Well, my QBR would be really fucking high if I threw 50% of the balls at or behind the line of scrimmage, too. So people don't really break down the whole thing. They just look at fantasy points. He might be a fantasy god, but the fact of the matter is he struggles in late game, big game situations in the red zone over and over and over. And I wish I caught the film last week of this one play. He was trying to throw something away, Sean, late in the game that almost cost him. And he almost fucking threw a pick just trying to fuck around and threw it, threw it like nonchalantly. And it was almost picked. And I'm like, this guy, man, he struggles with all the talent he has. For some reason, there's no way you can tell me that him and Diggs are on the same page and there's not some type of, um, you know, some type of beef there. I, I, I just see it uh, that something is not going to happen for the good in the end of this day because I think they get beat by the better teams in this conference later on. I think yeah. this is a I think this is a great spot for New England. I really do. And and I think you have to ask yourself if if you can't rally in this type of spot. I mean, look, look. I know they're one in five, but I mean, eventually you want to stop getting fucking destroyed every week, right? I mean, yeah, you're right. Comes a point in time when you've been when you've been embarrassed enough times. You got two choices: yeah. throw in the towel and say enough, which I don't think a Belichick team would do. That two is at least punch back. Yeah. Maybe today's the day they punch back because hey, if not, their practice field will be miserable this week. What's that, JB? Dad used to ask me all the time, like if I'd come home or my my brothers come home with their ass beat or they got black eyes and shit. My dad wouldn't even care. He'd grab my hand or his hand, my brother's hand, and look at our knuckles. He said, you, "You fight me. back. You better yeah. got some in, motherfucker. I, I don't yeah. give a fuck what your face looks like. You better got to. You better got your goddamn licks in." And uh, that's the truth. Like. I don't you care won't. if you're going to get beat, especially as a youngster. Like, this is a young team, for, to be honest, with this Mac Jones uh, experiment, I call it. You better start fighting back under Belichick, or Belichick could be looking at this as a generational thing and saying, all right, it might be my time to go off into the sunset after this fucking year. So, like, I'll just say this. This is just something to, to remember. The two toughest games New England's had so far against Miami and Philadelphia were both decided close. within seven points. That's right. So, I mean, look, I know we we all want to talk about the, the Saints game because that was a really head-scratching performance. I could understand losing to Dallas the way they did. I mean, Dallas has that ability on defense. That's the head-scratcher, the Saints game, you know, how you lose 34 nothing to that team. But I think you got to remember, you got to move on from what you've already seen. You, you've got to kind of just focus on today. And this number, I think, is going to get a lot of people. It's going to get a lot of people. CMC is supposed to play tomorrow night, breaking news. Um after all the oblique, I've had Dr. Jesse Morris said he could be up three to four weeks. It looks like he's uh, questionable right now, but they're saying he's looking towards promising uh, for Monday night's game. We'll get into that game here in a little bit. Um, all right, the, uh, the, let's get to two more of these 10 o'clocks in before we get to the 1 o'clock games. Um, the Washington Commanders and the Giants. The Giants haven't scored a touchdown, Sean. Offensive touchdown. Uh, in over three games. I, I don't know if you can believe that shit. It's unbelievable. 
Tyrod Taylor gets the nod again. Washington's been in for the most part every game. Uh, they're three and three, two and one away. It's in East Rutherford, in Jersey, in um, Washington minus three. Jeff, um, where are you at with this game? Sam Howell looks good. He looks. Let me say he looks better and better weekly. Um, under B enemies, two lids there, and uh, Washington has a good enough defense to to make the Giants go to one and six, and just looks like one of those years for the Giants. Yeah, I, I think one of the matchups that I really was concerned about when I looked at this card and, and kind of, look, we all know you, Sean, we all know that if you are not good in the trenches, you are not going to win in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. This is concerning to me if I'm a Giant fan. That offensive line is a mass casualty unit right now. Uh, now you're going to have to come up and you're going to have to play the, the, the Montez Sweats, the Deron Paynes, the Chase Youngs, the Jonathan Allen. That is a rough matchup. You have three kids out on the offensive line. Throw in the fact that your quarterback play has been a disaster, as Coach alluded to. It seems like every game this year, this team has struggled to score touchdowns. And that goes back to the first game of the season. Their offense sucks. Uh, their defense isn't very good either. And I think one thing we've seen about the commanders is yeah, they've actually been pretty good. I mean, they've been pesky. They've been tough. Yeah, it's the Eagles about them. Um this team is, is I think, getting there. I like some of their weapons. And Hal's been serviceable for them. Um, I, I think Washington takes care of business here. This Giant team is just bad, man. Yeah. Washington's better. The quarterback play will be – even though, I'll tell you what, I always give Tyrod Taylor some love because I think that guy's poised and is a battler. But you can poise and be a battler and still get beat by 25, you know. Right. I just think Washington's deep. The difference is the physicality in the in the interior. I, I don't know how the Giants are going to deal with, which is one of the better guys with their hands in the dirt. That that down team that the Redskins and or the Commanders have, and Del Rio is going to pressure. You know that. So, I, I I like Washington in this too. I and and I think Sam Howell's also a competitive son of a bitch, man. I like his style. Um, uh, they're no danger of being a Super Bowl team, but I can tell you what, you probably, if it's a fist fight, Washington's a team you may not want to battle. I like Washington in this one. I also say if you, you don't really want to lay, you know, points with, with the commanders on the road, which again, I, I could understand that. Right. You know, maybe you just kind of isolate the, the Giants and say, I, I don't think this team can move the football against a really good uh, defensive line and, and just kind of take their team total under, just kind of isolating them as an offense and saying, I don't believe in them. I think as Sean alluded to that Tyrod Taylor is a better option, but this giant team is averaging 11.8 points per game. I mean, that is for an offensive genius in Dable. That doesn't look real good. You're going to have to get the short field turnover, flip the field on a punt return. And something special is going to have to happen like two or three times, in my opinion, for the giants to manufacture points. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, fuck, that's a tough one for me. Daniel Jones out. Uh, you know, I like I like Danny, and he's just looked terrific this year. Um, but their old line's as bad as anybody in football, Sean. People don't really bring it up. He got sacked eleven fucking times, almost twice okay. this season. I I don't. I, I mean, we can talk about all these other quarterbacks being protected and all this shit, but like, dude, you can't do much with with fucking that type of O line. Waller has been a no show, Sean. To be honest. Um, you got all these cute toys added into the offseason. Everybody thought they'd be better, and they've been worse. So, uh, the yeah, next apparently, the toy the toys don't have batteries, brother. They need some uh, batteries in those toys. They need some AAA batteries in those. You toys. ain't lying about that. Yeah. Um, Falcons Bucks uh, in Tampa. Sean, real quick, I, 
I, I, I had some film for fucking show some Baker stuff because I'm surprised. I'm actually shocked and surprised, happily surprised. I, I never root against any of these guys. Um, but he's um, he's he's looked better than I would would expect. Correct. Um, he's got Agreed. that the good defense pretty well off this year and has an opportunity to be right in the middle mid, midst of this whole division in the NFC South, which arguably we probably all thought was one of the worst in football. Um, the Saints have underachieved with Derek Carr, as I predicted, and the Falcons with Ritter looks horrific, as I predicted. Um, where are you at with this Bucks team right now as they finally start to get into a little bit of brass tacks here? This is a must-win for both teams here. Falcons reeling, really, with the quarterback play, 0-2 away, have to go to Raymond James. The Bucks 3-2. Uh, Tampa's minus three, 37 over under. Bijan Robinson is the offense in Atlanta. Last few weeks, he's looked kind of average. Uh, I don't believe they're feeding him like they were early on. And that that is kind of a defensive book, too, Sean, If you as you can explain. If Ritter and the QB passing game is not very good, guess what? We're going to fucking focus on Bijan Robinson, and that's why he struggled the last three games, in my opinion, because they can't do anything offensively in the pass game. So I'm going to load the box and stop B. John Robinson if I'm a D.C. right now. Yeah, the uh, only game. That's on with this one, Falcons-Bucks. Yeah, the only game. I probably wouldn't even bet this game. Maybe Jeff can help me with this. I, I, I'm not overly intrigued by it. But I think what Buccaneers, I believe, are coming off a of bye week, correct? They didn't play last week. So they uh, – two weeks to get ready for this. Um, did the, uh, the, the Falcons have played, you know, every week. Ritter's best game was against the Texans where he threw for 300 and, but he's, you can't look for him to carry you. I like Arthur Smith. I do. But to me, there's one thing to do. Ritter's going to have to beat me every week. I'm not letting B. John Robinson dominate a football game. I'll take your best player away because it's at home. I think Tampa's defense, they're capable of shutting you down. They can run. Um, I, I would lean towards Tampa at two and a half since it's below three and it's at home coming off a bye week. And Baker has played better football, but you better not let Bijan Robinson go crazy. He rushes, he he touches it thirty times a day. Different story, but if it's Ritter, who I respect, but he's he, he's a long ways away from being able to dominate a game. I think Tampa's defense slows him down. As long as they keep Bijan under a you know a C note, uh, I I like Tampa, even though I'm this game doesn't do much for me. Yeah, so. You know, everybody wants to always call me out when I say something bad, right? But none of you will call me out for week one when we came on here, you, me, and Sean. And I diagnosed to all of you that the Bucks, yep. I thought, were a decent football team. They've got a good defense. It doesn't surprise me that Baker Mayfield's playing better because here's the thing. When you give a quarterback some people to throw the football to, like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and people that can make plays, surprisingly, they play better. You know, it's 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 interesting how when Donovan McNabb was kind of average for years, then they give him Terrell Owens and they go to the Super Bowl. Like that's how it works. I'm not saying Baker's going to go to the Super Bowl, but this is a better situation. He's played well. You also, I think, I feel like I've diagnosed this Falcon group, and so have you guys. If you can stack the box and stop Bijan Robinson, Desmond Ritter is not capable of beating you. Uh, this is a huge game in this division. I think these are the two best teams in this division. And I think the Bucs can go a long way in taking control of this division. I think you're going to see a three pop up here real soon. So I think if you like the Bucs, I think this is a very solid play. I really do. I like the Bucs in this spot. I'll lay the two and a half. Agreed. 
I like the Bucks too. Ritter's just struggling, and I like Arthur Smith in Atlanta. I thought Atlanta was going to win that division. They still can win the division in a we can we can argue it's coming back to fruition. What we all said may be one of the worst divisions in football again. Um, but I like there's some better teams than we possibly thought there would be too. And I thought I think we all said I think uh, I think uh, Sean I think uh, Jeff also said that like. You got to understand something here. The Saints didn't play a real deal quarterback until Trevor Lawrence and until week, I think, 14 is the next good quarterback they face because they don't – Aaron Rodgers didn't play or is not going to play against them, and I think someone else. But he, they should have won these games. They had to win these games with these mid- to lower-level quarterbacks they faced with that defense, and they did not. They did not get it done. So – this is the Saints with Derek Carr that I, you know, great, pretty looking balls he throws. And he's, and you know, at times he can be great, accurate. He just doesn't have the nuts and guts. Sean and I have broke him down several times. And let he, me ask you my opinion. So if uh, I'd have told you that Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback in this division, would you believe me? At the beginning of the year, I'd have said no, but I, I, I don't doubt it now. I would have gone Carr and then Mayfield, yeah. considering that, you know, with Carolina, but it was it was it was a pretty large. Oh, there's probably. no no question, no doubt. Now now Mayfield is the guy. No question. I mean, look at what the difference is. I think one play. I don't know if Carr's not a better actual quarterback than Mayfield, but Mayfield has some weapons. They have a decent offensive line, and they're putting him in good positions. Agreed. That's really all it comes down to. Dennis Allen has not put Derek Carr in good positions, and maybe Derek Carr just sucks. I think this is Dennis Allen's last year as the head coach for the Saints. Good defensive coordinator. That's probably where he belongs. Some guys are just coordinators, right? Yep. Yep. And I don't think so many teams realize that. Yep. The same thing in, in Tampa, though. If he don't get it done there either, brother, defensive coordinators just are not long for head coaches in this business unless you're a Tomlin or, or, or a guy like Belichick. I mean, it just they're not a very – there's few, far and few between. Uh, and, and we give up on them quicker. For some yeah, reason, yeah. at least I feel like we do, right? Because why? You have like to draft do. a sexy quarterback, right, and you're right. not going to draft a sexy quarterback as the defensive coordinator, head coach. You're gonna, you need an offensive guy to draft the guy as the. That's why I give D'Amico Ryan's a lot of credit. They found their guy with Stroud, and he's playing his ass off. And they decide. But then again, the next pick, he makes sure they trade up to go get Will Anderson Jr. in that draft. So he got the best of both worlds. That's part and parcel to being shitty. For yeah. a while, and now they've turned the corner a little bit and got a quarterback they believe in. It's been a fun watch, but I, I didn't mean to get uh, off that one. But yeah, Tampa Bay and, and Baker, he's he's the best quarterback in the division right now, no doubt. Yeah, I just worry that I've seen this movie too, and I and I'm not going to be shocked when he falls off the cliff either. So let's be clear there. Um, Lions Ravens, big game, early slate. This is probably the biggest, best matchup in my opinion, my favorite matchup of the morning slate. I can't wait for an hour to come so I can get my stogie lit and my coffee drank. Uh, maybe Lions my favorite of the whole day, Davey. It may be my favorite game of the whole day. Honestly, may, you're right. You're right, Sean. This is a this is so we do on my show. We do a top five uh, performances of the weekend, and right now, um, I have Lions at number one as my top performing team uh, after six weeks. Um, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I like the tight end Laporta. I think he's the best young tight end in football. I I love the the run game, Montgomery. I think he's out though um in today's matchup i'm not sure bailey can you find out if he's out today um montgomery and i think gibbs the young rookie who we're all waiting to see if he can be a bajan robinson type of guy he may be back today but he's been hit and miss inconsistent with injury 
But the Lions offensively, we know as golf goes, they go. Uh, St. Brown has been dominant as uh, I think he's a top five wide out in football when he gets the rock in his hands. And their defense has blown me away. I thought they'd been uh, much better than I thought. I was asking for them to fire uh, their D.C. last year, who I like a lot as a football player in the NFL. Now he was a D.C. last year. They look bad. But, Sean, to their credit, see MDC, D.C., he kept with them. And guess what? They actually played better last year towards the stretch on defense, and it's translated to this year. And the Lions look good on both sides of the ball. Um, this is a different game to place, though, just from a coaching perspective. This is a different animal. when you Always when you face Lamar and that run-heavy, triple-double RPO system, and now you have to get a spread-out offense in, in Munkin and now have to deal with the same things. Um, the Lions haven't faced this type of thing yet. Zay Flowers, I believe, is playing. You got to defend Andrews, the tight end, in my opinion, if you're a Lions I'm defending Andrews, number one. Uh, that is the number one thing I'm stopping because that is Lamar Jackson's safe blanket. Throw right with me. Get get close. Air, give me right here proximity. Keep it close to my throwing ability. And Lamar is not a guy to scan the field and make anticipatory window throws, as we all know. So I, I it's a tough one in Baltimore, guys. Um, I'll, I'll save my pick for the end, but go ahead, uh, Jeff. Break this down first and then let Sean break it down. Well, to the surprise of no one, you gave Lamar Jackson. Look, and I'm not one that, that loves Lamar either, but he's having an MVP type of season, dude. I don't know Lamar if Lamar Jackson is? Yeah, he's been great. I think he's been awesome. Very good. Really? I haven't seen that at all. He's been really good, though. He's got his top completion percentage of his career. He's ran the ball effectively. Um, I told you a couple of days ago, and, and a lot of the chat destroyed me for it, uh, the Lions are overvalued. They just are. Um, you look at the schedule, they've played a lot of bad football teams. They have. Um, you look at the one step-up game they've had outside of the Chiefs, they lost to the Seahawks. Uh, this is hard going into a place where a Ravens defense is nasty. You have a quarterback playing at a very high level. You have a kicker who's elite. You have a coach who's just seemingly game plans better than every other coach. I think this is a tough ask. Um until the Lions prove it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on the Ravens here. I mean, before Sean goes in, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Lions today, Sean, just for the simple fact that Jeff said Lamar Jackson MVP candidate. So I got a shit on Jeff, uh, pick right here. He is. He's having the best season of his career so far. I mean, he's he. They're 26 in the NFL in passing. He's thrown five touchdowns to three picks. They don't throw the football. They run the football. Well, how is he an MVP candidate then? How is he an MVP candidate then? Because he's having the best season of his career personally. Jeff, he throw the ball as much. Fifty times he averages seven yards of completion. Listen, I, I get it. You don't like Lamar, but but he's it's not about well. liking him. It's the fucking truth. It's not like he's popping out with twenty touchdowns, bro. He has five touchdowns and three picks. I, I think he's been quite good in what games. <laughs> it's I've not won. like he's throwing it all over the park. Where are you at, Sean, with this pick? Where are you at with this Lamar thing? I know you like Lamar too, so I, I I'm not hating on Lamar. I just want to be clear. I don't think Lamar's the MVP of the league, but I also don't think I, I sit in between where you do. I think that when he's going good, he's a dangerous, dangerous player. Well, he's the most dangerous. I, and, I, and the reason, Jeff, and I, there's no doubt, he's the toughest one to game plan for, I think, because of all that he does. And Baltimore is just feisty as hell. And a couple times a year, Detroit will you know, do their thing on a negative way. I love the Detroit Lions this year, and they may very well be overvalued. I don't think the North is very good. 
I think Goff's more of an MVP candidate right now than Lamar is. That, that but here's what. But in defense, Jeff's right. He is playing well. He's protect. He's he's throwing the ball to the right guy. But the numbers aren't gaudy enough. Uh, JB, he's protecting that team. Yeah, yeah. The the, the 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 numbers aren't gaudy enough right now for him to be an MVP. But the performance of because all we it's like defensive players. If you're not getting sacks, we or interceptions, we just don't give you any love. You got to get sacks, even though you may not even defend the run. I like a guy who does it all. Lamar's a dangerous guy who can explode for big, big numbers. He can run for 90 and throw for 300 on a day like today. I actually think the over is going to hit. I think both offenses are going to move the ball better than we think. I think this is, gonna, I think this is like a 28-24 type game. Um, but I, I wouldn't give Lamar the MVP, but I don't think he's as JB. I, I'd lean above you and probably a little less. And I'm in the middle, but I, I think Lamar Jackson – I can win a lot of games with Lamar Jackson. The question is, can a week-to-week thing, if they have to, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, and win if there's not another part to their game? He's proven in the past that he can beat Blitz and with his feet and his arm. So MVP, no. The stats aren't gaudy enough. Is he playing solid football? Yes. The best quarterback this season in this game is Detroit's quarterback. Goff's played better, but I, I'm not down on Lamar. I think Lamar can win. I, I give Lamar more credit. But I don't think he's the MVP of the league because you got to have gaudy stats. We know that it's a quarterback hey, award and it's a gaudy award. To Jeff's defense, to Jeff's defense, they golf and Lamar both are at sixty nine and a half percent completion percentage. Um, golf has five hundred yard, more yards and and eight more touchdowns to the same picks three. But but all but but hold on, throw in the Throw's fact more. that Lamar's ran for three hundred and I believe thirty yards on the ground. Carries. On 60 yeah. carries. Like, like I, I'm not – listen, as usual, maybe MVP Canada is a bit strong, but he's having the best season of his career, arguably. He's putting them in good positions. And the thing about the Baltimore Ravens is, defensively, they are very stout, right, against the pass and against the run. I know a lot of people point out Detroit's a rush defense. I, again, we'll say, though, I mean, we just talked how good Tampa's been. Let's be honest, though. This is not a great offense, though. And you look at the last four games that the Detroit Lions have played. I mean, a lot of bad teams there. Stepped up and played Seattle, lost in a shootout. And if it turns into a shootout, I very much trust Baltimore at home with that defense to get more stops than I trust the Lions to. So if I can get I under three. Detroit has gotten better over the last four weeks, though. Even though they haven't played the teams, I think in those type of scenarios, as a coach, you work on things that you are prepping to get better at. I think they've gotten better on defense, most like uh, most glaring. I think their defense has gotten better. But as, as I broke down the 69.5% completion percentage between the two QBs, Jared Goff and Lamar, the, 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 the throwing completions and the attempts are almost identical. Here's the difference. Goff throws into the teeth of coverage Based on his average per completion, you can see there's a difference, 8 versus 6.2. No, that's number one. Number two, though, is that the, the, the yards difference is because he takes those chunk throws where Lamar's throwing the ball lateral, getting it out of, the, out of his hands quickly, and then using his feet to make plays with his arm. And Goff does it the opposite way. So there's two different, totally different QBs. You can't really compare the two at all. Uh, you can compare stats all you want, but the fantasy guys are the ones that think one is so much better than the other when they're really not. Um, not, not having a Montgomery is going to hurt in this game. Is Gibbs yeah, prepared yeah. for this kind of workload? I think Williams yeah. is back, though, right? I, I'm not sure. Uh, Bailey, if you can let me know. Um, 
All right, this is the one o'clock slate. Sean, Jeff, uh, the, the later games. Um, we got an hour to to kick off, so we'll knock these one o'clock. So you guys can get your bets in. I know Sean and 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 Jeff got things to do. Um, let's get into these uh, one o'clock slate games. The first one being the Steelers Rams right here in L.A. SoFi Stadium. Rams minus three over under forty four. I like the Rams. They 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 lost a tough one to Cincy. Um, I, th- I think this team could be a five and one football team right now. Um, they're better than everyone thinks they were going to be, in my opinion. And I think that Cooper Cup's come back and not missed a beat. They got the young kid uh, at receiver that's just showing out everybody. He may be the NFL rookie of the year. I don't know. Um, but the Rams offense with Stafford, I think Stafford is a uh, is a high end quarterback. I, ha- I actually have my QB grades that I'm going to run across the ticker and I we can break that down later. But. Um, where are you guys at with this game? I'll be quick and simple. I, I'm, I did not have the Rams playing this good of football this year. I did not. When I say this good, at 506 games in, I would have said, I'll take that bet. Uh, they got one of the best throwers of the football of all time in Matt Stafford. They just do. And they're really, I don't know if you want to call it overachieving or we undervalued them when it started. They're in no danger of winning the division, but I'll tell you what, they are going to disrupt it throughout this year. I like them today. I do now the only if Mike Tomlin wasn't coaching the other side, I'd say I got this is an easy one. I just think Tomlin is I can make an argument that Tomlin's the best coach in football. I, I can make that argument that he's in that if he ain't one, he ain't three. So you know where that fits. I love Mike Tomlin. Team overachieves. I just think the Rams are better uh, at home and their quarterback's gonna make more throws. Close game. Rams win it. Um it's a tough one to take bet wise, but I'm I'm uh, I'm all on uh, I'm all on uh the Rams on this one, and it, it, it came pretty easy for me. Tra- traveling cross-country in SoFi, Pittsburgh's got to go across. Mike Thomas' teams will play hard, but hard doesn't get you wins all the time. Stafford's the difference today. Hey, Jeff, I, they played the Eagles tough. Should Could have beat them. They played the Niners tough. Could have beat them. Um, they beat C- Seattle at home. Um, they, they put it on Arizona last week um, in a game where you wanted to see that type of put your foot on somebody's throat type of game mentality uh, that you don't see a lot out of Sean McVay's teams. They did that. I like the Rams and the way they're headed right now. And I love Stafford if he's healthy in Cooper Cup and the, and get this young running back going. I know he's out for the, the game, which I think will hurt him against the Steelers because uh, you can't – I don't want to see the Rams throw the ball 50 times a game, uh, especially not today versus the Steelers, Jeff. Um, I think they're going to have to still run the ball even though that their, their main back is out. Um, where are you at, Jeff? Stillers, Rams at in LA. Yeah, so let, let's talk about what we do know. Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers on offense are are bad. They just are. Um, they're also off a bye. And sneaky, these are two of the best passing defenses in the NFL. I don't think we've given Mike Tomlin enough credit for, for how good over the years these defenses are. Um, I think they have a decent tonic on maybe slowing down that high-flying Rams passing game. And then you look at the Rams, because I remember saying at the beginning of the season, this secondary on paper, I didn't know any of the players in it. But all of a sudden, they have one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. I think this total is a bit high. I had this at like, I don't know, like 23, you know, 14 or something. I I thought 43 and a half was a little high. I definitely lean the Rams here. I think they're the better team. They'll make some plays and just have the better offense. But I didn't see this one like 27-21. I, I don't think either offense uh, will be that successful just because both defenses are really good. I like the under, 43-and-a-half in this game. 
Um, yeah, I agree. I like the Rams at home, um, but they, I'm telling you right now, the Rams and the Seahawks have been weird. They play better on the road this year for some damn reason. Um, so, but I like the Rams uh, getting it done against the, the team. Hey, Sean, let me ask you. I know Tomlin's, you know Tomlin, you know Mike, and you know that you know those guys there well. He's a loyal guy. Um, one of my good friends was the O-line coach there for a few years who's now with New England. Um, does he does he continue to, to hear the noise and keep Matt Canada if they just put up a donut again? I mean, do, or does he have to fire him as the leader and CEO of that organization? I, I think what happens is, and I mean, if they go and – urinate down their leg on a regular bed to the point where it's, I, I know it's been bad. Don't misunderstand me. I, I know it has, but I don't think Mike would be the type. Now he may demote him and give the play calling. I mean, maybe elsewhere. I don't think Mike's going to fire Matt Canada during the season. Dem you know, where somebody take, really, it's the same. You, you demote somebody if you give the play calling to somebody else, but listen, you're in this, this far along. Um, it doesn't happen. Now, coaches will take over play calling plenty if you're an offensive guy. Mike's not, so I don't know where they'd go with it. I, I think that Mike probably legs it out and then makes that decision at the end of the year. You go back to loyalty. It's been one of his things. Mike never buys in. Social media and media doesn't get to fire Mike Tomlin's people. He'll never let it happen, and I, I love that about him. Matt Canada, you know, while it's all – I mean, the one thing about it is, well, he may not be – very good as a play caller and also he doesn't throw it catch it run it or defend it either so there's a lot of that going on and uh sometimes as a quarterback you got to fight and scratch with your coordinator and say let's do this i don't think they do a good job of putting their offense in the best position to succeed and part of that's on matt canada i don't think during a season it's wise to fire a guy demote maybe i think mike tomlin goes the full season with him and sees what happens at the end of the year I always found it hard, Sean, before you moved on to this NFC West matchup. I always find it hard to demote a guy in the season because I always Agreed. I felt that he'll be the guy to backstab somebody in the situation. Too. But it also you also and then go into the meeting room when you're looking around how when you do that, how he's bought in is he there. and everybody else. Right. I, oh, I think he might probably going to wait on that. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather just cut cut ties and get rid of the guy. Cause it's just a bad situation and, and I've never got anything out of a demoted guy. Um, I ended up having to fire him anyway. So it's like, eh, just cut bait now. Um, having said that though, they had a buy, they're coming off a buy. If I don't see significant difference in offense and not, not that you have to change the playbook in, in two weeks. What I'm saying is why aren't you getting the ball to a guy that possibly has top number one wide receiver in the NFL written all over him if he gets the rock? This Pickens kid is special. Why aren't you trying to devise ways to get this dude the rock? And I don't understand what's been happening with Najee Harris and the run game. I, I, I'm curious on what they're doing. They're stagnant, Sean. I've been watching them. I got some film of them. They, they use zero to little movement, motion, shifts. They don't do anything. It's like you line up out of your break and huddle, and you're fucking in 11, you're in 21, you're in 22. You're they're in not 10. good enough to do that offensively. No, and their O-line's not very good. Um, so I, I hope to see some difference, even though I'm a Rams fan by nature. I, I don't root for any team anymore. I just watch the – I want to see a good matchup. I, I hope to see some difference in Matt Canada's offense today as far as – Well, wouldn't they have gotten rid of him – during the bye week, if you just thought, I mean, how much worse can it get? Off that's not that's very good. My point, yeah. yeah, you can't fire him after this bye week now, right? Because too far invested. Um, all right, Cardinal Seahawks, Jeff. 
uh, West showdown. Cardinals have played much better than anybody thought. I thought. I think Jeff, you said it here uh, on my show that they've covered for the most part, besides last week for the Ram game. Um, now the now the now the spread's starting to get further and further apart as they lose games. It's just in human nature. You lose a lot of close games. Look at Denver last year. You, you start to demoralize and, and, and you start to lose faith, I guess. Um, Dobbs has been impressive, though, Sean. I like Dobbs. I like what he's done for a guy that's come in two weeks before the season started in a trade. I like what he's done. I wouldn't mind to uh, as they continue to lose, though, Sean. I got I, I, the question before Jeff breaks this down. Um, do you start to go with the rookie? Because I lo- I love their rookie QB, and I like him a lot. And are you starting to build it for the future? Because you just drafted this kid. Are you going to build for the future and start playing him? Or are you going to just keep losing close games and uh, and try to draft another QB, which I don't think is their answer? Because Kyler Murray apparently is starting to practice again. But I don't believe he's the answer, and I don't believe you think that either. So No, Jeff and, and, and JB I- – I'll make this quick is I, I just, to me, when you replace Dobbs is when he's the reason you're losing, you know, there's teams we look at and say, that guy's bad. I think the guy's been competitive as hell. And on a short, like you said, he, he didn't get much time to do this. And Clayton tunes a good player, but he's young. I mean, I got to see a lot of him here at the university of Houston. I think he's got, there's, there's kind of like Aiden O'Connell. I think both have a pretty bright future, but until Dobbs proves to me, he can't play. He's given me a pretty good chance weekly. I think there's other issues right now, and uh, uh, or I'd have played I'd have played Clayton Tune sooner. I think that this team's decent. They're 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 playing better than we thought, but I don't I don't run Dobbs out until he proves to me that he's the reason they're losing. Here's the thing, though, and I think what what we'll see today is a possibility of if if this at halftime is you know twenty one nothing, and you then you will. Play, yep. If you look at Josh Dobbs the last two games, he has been poor. I mean, he has not made throws. I mean, he's had some interceptions. He's starting to look like a quarterback that's struggling. And, you know, look, today you should be able to move the ball. This Seahawks pass defense is not good. Uh, It's one of the worst in the NFL. Um, If you can't move the ball in the first half in this game, I don't know how you don't pull him and go to Clayton Toon. And I think what we see here is Clayton Toon probably does some good things. And there's a question of do you just go with him for the future? You probably do. I kind of zeroed in on this total a little bit. Like I said, I think the Seahawks, when you look at the Cardinals, they've allowed 26 or more points to each of the last four out of the last five opponents. They're just not very good on that side of the ball. The question is on this game going game going over is can Arizona give you something? You're going to ask for 17, 20 points from them. That's kind of my issue here. Here's the thing about this side, though. Sharp money and public money is all over the uh, Seahawks. Everyone loves the Seahawks here, and I think we can agree why. But I just don't know that the Seahawks defense is good enough. That's kind of my issue here on this one. Um, I'm fascinated with the quarterback thing because I think Dobbs is the guy you start with. I gotta wonder if we see tune. Oh, if they if they struggle, and I'll tell you this: here's what happens. JB, you kind of planned this out, and so did you, Jeff. Is that the longer a guy who is really a backup and Dobbs has played better, but the longer you go, the more found out they become. I'm not just talking about. I'm talking about anybody in that situation. We've all had moments of two or three game stints, right? We're like, man, he, the guy's pretty good. But the longer it goes, the more they figure out. Now, every now and again, you'll get a Brock Purdy who's a rookie, and they're just different, right? Um, and Dobbs, I, I, I do. I want to high five him because I think the kid has competed his ass off, but competing and holding that job. 
if they come and kick it around and there's 23 to three and have, you're exactly right. Then you have to, I, I don't mind. And relief pitchers are needed sometimes. And then you got to decide, well, if they go, and if there's 23 to three, it may very well be that Dobbs is not playing well, but the longer you go with guys that you know are career backups, second and third string guys, you know what happens? It reveals itself for the most part. So we will see if he can jump back into this. You can move the ball on the Seahawks defense. The question is, Seahawks are a better team. I think it all comes down to can Dobbs make throws when the windows are there today if you're going to stay in this game. I like Seattle, but I, I, I just, I, I'm anxious to see if Dobbs plays better than he has the last two or three weeks. Sean, yeah, yeah they, they need – Go ahead, Jeff. Real quick, they, they need to uh, they need to be able to recognize quickly. If you cannot move the ball against the Seahawks, you're not going to move the ball against anybody. That's exactly right. Right. Hey, Sean, uh, for the novice fan out here, I got some Seahawks film for Jeff and uh, and you uh, just for about two plays. I want to show what we're how we're going to get Najigma Smith involved and DK Metcalf if he's out of the game. What Geno Smith can expect. I got a what new is- layout here um, for you. Um, you guys are on the bottom down there, small. I'm on the left. All right, That's so sweet. this is this is Carolina um, uh, on defense. This is Geno and the Seahawks on offense, Jeff and uh, Sean. Uh, I like Geno under center sometimes. Um, I don't like that. We don't want to get the nose to beat our center like that. That's why we don't want Geno under center. But usually under center is not a, a norm right now in the NFL. We're all shotgun, and we saw that yesterday in college football on fourth and one. Um, continue to be in the gun and getting stymied in the backfield. We got to get under center a little more and, and do some different things like Sean McVay does with Stafford and the Rams. Um, let's go to another play. Well, that's a good play by the nose tackle there. Oh, yeah. yeah you, can't, there's no, you can't make any – nobody's going to make that play when you got instant penetration. No. You had no chance to even set your feet. No. This is where I like Geno the best, Sean. Two back, uh, 20 personnel. I wanted to be clear here what we're, what we're talking. Um, meaning – this is one. This, <coughs> Excuse me. Those are, those are two backs and there's three receivers. All right. That's called 20 personnel for everybody out there that don't know. So we have a stacked look here, two receivers and a backside isolated guy with zero access, meaning I can take advantage of this throwing lane right in there to a guy like DK, um, to a guy like that. All right. So. We want to be able to take advantage of this big bastard on the backside if we can, Sean. And I know he's he's a last-minute call today. We don't know if he's playing. But how do you get DK the ball? He hasn't been really good this year. Um, like that To me right there, what are we doing with DK on the backside? Too much dancing. We need to get him the ball. And now Geno's holding his dick in his hand and having to dump it off. Yeah. Uh, listen, first off, a guy as physical as Metcalf – cannot be mauled like this by a corner. What are we doing? You, you, you just can't. You, 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 you can't do it. And it's tough running this route versus hard press and the guy's playing him. And actually is out physicaling a guy who's the most physical, at least looking receiver in the league. And go back to the top of this thing. Once again, if this is how you're going to protect your quarterback, you're not winning. Exactly. You, know, you can't throw unless you're throwing on rhythm three, a bang post, which he's not getting inside him anyway. He's not. There's too much. Like you're right. There's too much stomping grapes. Right. You, I, I want to drink the wine. Does that make sense? And, and right now, that is Sean means that he's not being able to come back with his drop. He's not being able to come back to his drop and hit his fifth step and throw. He's right. chopping grapes, meaning he's moving his feet continuously because he can't set up. And same with and, and Metcalf's doing the same thing. A lot of boom, 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 you know, stomping grapes without getting 
up on them and go. And when you get this quick penetration and you're getting your left tackle mauled like this, you got nowhere to go with the football. Now he makes something happen, but anything that's pushed down the field that's not thrown on boom, one, two, three, bang from the gun, you, you got no shot. It's a good job by him of throwing it, but that's just you're not you're not doing anything. So that's back to back plays where a center slash right guard and a left tackle get abused. And I don't care if you're Geno Smith or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay, or Moses too. You ain't making any throws doing this. He's fortunate he was able to get the ball away. It could have been a disastrous ball in a short field for the Carolina Panthers. So John, they, I don't understand what they're doing with number 87. He's a tight end in the backfield, so it's an 11 personnel, but they're in a 20 window dressing. Right. And I'm trying to figure out, why are we chipping this in an odd front? We should be full slide. It's a bear. It's a bear front. So we got a bear front here. Why aren't we just free releasing 87? To I dictate have no idea. Dictate the coverage by free releasing 87 right now. The tackle's blocking him anyway. Yeah, and if the tackle can't handle that guy by himself, guess what? And, and look how late he is getting out. I, mean, I understand there are certain guys you get, you know, if that's TJ Watt or guys like that, but yeah, that, that, that quick penetration, you're exactly right. 87, and if you're going to do it, stick him up on the line of scrimmage and let him go get him out quicker. This is just, to me, the previous play, you're not giving yourself a real good chance design-wise, and you're sure as hell not executing in the two plays we've seen. We'll also tell you this, too. It's not going to get any easier. If Arizona can hang in this game, the one way they're going to do it is getting to the quarterback. They have the third most sacks in the NFL in defense, so the Seahawks need to – it seems like they've had issues over the last 10 years on the offensive line. They just – can't get enough stops. They they can't block up front. And Arizona, for what it's worth, are they bad defensively? Yes, but they have gotten to the quarterback. Right. Now, look at this. Look at the difference here. You're, yeah, able, to put, you're exactly. able to push this route up. Now, watch off play. I think you play action. Sean, a little we movement. like the motion. We're going to motion across the formation to give this illusion that we can come out with the QB, but they don't realize we're coming out the opposite way on a boot pass, and we're going to naked this setup. We're going to half roll this and try to hit this bang. We called it a bang curl. Yep. which is selling bang eight, and then we'll break it off yeah, because of the post-curl. Yep. So we got post-curl on the top here because we got a one-high and we got a two-high look here. So these two safeties, if they void the area, Deke, or this receiver is going to break it off right here in the void. And after the play action, you'll see that Geno sets up. Got clean pocket now, Sean. Now we're not stomping on grapes, right? That's exactly right. And you know what? This has always been a – and they run a wheel route off this post-curl Slash, you know, if it was if it's not zone, if it was man, he could run away. But sit down there. Look at how deep he can push the route. And you hold the outside too deep defender, and look at we now. Look at that, and right? look at the clean pocket. Yeah, work yourself. You if it's man, you run away, and that's the best route in football versus too deep. Now look at Gino, and this is the old Tom Brady special play action one side, slight roll, reset, and throw back. And Gino's doing it well. Boom, pound that. In. That's shooting fish in a barrel. Now I've never done it before but it sure seems damn easy. Great route of pushing, vertical push, sit your ass down and give them a window. You can't miss this throw. A good quarterback will, will make this even if there's a little pressure on him, but a really good like player like Geno is going to hit. Yeah, look at that. Clear, clean, and you can I mean, drive an 18-wheeler through it. Now, yep. If we want to, we don't like it, right? Because this is the only guy that's going to collapse in the box right here. Yep, so, that, that's too easy. And I like – now look at the difference. Nice yep. job by, by – uh, Metcalf of sitting there and creating a window doesn't run away into trouble, understands its zone. Just sit down, man, and slide and find yourself a place to be. And he did. 
Yeah. It's, one thing uh, I'll never understand, and this is no knock on you, Sean, but the fish in the barrel shooting thing, I've never understood that phrase because it does depend on how many fish are in the barrel and how well you are equipped to handle it. Well, in truth, in truth, if it's a barrel and there's one fish and it's not a it, guppy, it's right. still easy to hit. Right. If you got any clue, and especially if you take a shotgun that spreads your shot. So in truth, shooting well, fish in a barrel is easy no matter what. Yeah. Now, if there's 20 of them in there and you miss that, then you might as well get out of the league, right? But you are exactly right, brother. All right, let's get to this 1 o'clock game. We got to see – what we didn't see in that film, though, is was our points of the film. No Najigma Smith, Jeff. Uh, he hasn't really been a big factor. I know fantasy pickers – I think he's averaging like five fantasy points a game for all you fantasy guys out there. Um, Najigma Smith hasn't been a, a factor. I think today is the day that he can get off, especially if DK is a no-go. Bailey, is DK a no-go for today, or is he still I thought it was a game-time decision. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. game-time decision. So, um, you got to get Najigma Smith the ball so we can see how really how good he is. Um, that's just my opinion. I think he's special coming out of, out of Ohio State, but he's a game-time decision on this deal. So, uh, we shall see, I guess. Um, let's get to the, uh, this other one o'clock game, Packer, Packers, Broncos. Broncos got the worst defense in the league when they shouldn't. Personnel-wise, they shouldn't, but they do probably because of what's happening in that organization. Packers and Jordan Love. Um, Green Bay minus one. Jordan Love has looked good early on. He's starting to hit, kind of fell off. Um, where are you at with uh, the Packers, Broncos? No Aaron Jones. You can clearly see the difference between Aaron Jones and... Um, and the big back they use, which just doesn't have the game-changing ability. Um, what do you guys like here? Broncos, Packers. Uh, you know, here's the issue with the Broncos, okay? We, you you alluded to it. This is not a bad defense. This is a heinous and abhorrently bad defense. This is a group that can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They're allowing opponents to complete almost 80% of their passes, and every time you throw the football and complete a pass, you're gaining over eight yards. That's hard to do in the NFL. Um, that said, this is one of the worst passing offenses in the league if you're the Packers. What gives here, right? These are two teams that I really, really don't have any interest in betting. I, I can generally give you a, a thought on all games. Um, and if I had to hear, I would lean Packers just because the Broncos have been so inept. But I have no interest in betting this. Hey, Jeff, when's the last time the fucking Packers have played a game? I haven't seen them play a game in like three weeks. Yeah, it seems like they've been off for a while, hasn't it? They I, get four I, buys. The Packers get four buys this year. <laughs> yeah, I think the Packers, if, if anything, the difference here is defensively. They, they've actually been quite good on that side. Denver's bad. You, you kind of look at it like New England, though, Sean, right? Like, at some point, you have to have some pride. You have to have, you know, at home. But you look at some of the quotes coming out of their locker room, like, they just don't seem real, real into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got well, you got a team that feels disconnected. Yeah. Uh, leadership seems to be lacking. They defensively they're awful, and offensively they're fairly inept, and their quarterback's not good. Other than that, they're a hell of a freaking football team, man. Denver's <laughs> really good, and it looks like the coach is getting frustrated, and he can't even in Sean Payton coach greatness out of these guys. So I'm not sure there's much greatness. And at the beginning of the season, you guys know how I felt about Russ Wilson. I've loved him in Seattle. I think the best football is behind Russ Wilson. You can tell me he's playing a little better and all that, but he still doesn't win. And I think he makes too many mistakes. I just, I think he's skittish, and it's not just him, that defense, because if they don't score 35, how are they winning? They're, they're not very good. 
and they should be better. There's better personnel on that team than we think. Uh, I'm all out on that. Listen, if, if Harry Hatchetass was playing quarterback for Green Bay today, I may very well still pick Green Bay. Um, I'd pick that because their defense is better, and I don't trust anything the Denver Broncos are doing. Now, they may go score 40 today. Who knows? But I, don't, I wouldn't bet this with, with your money. I, I just do not like the Denver Broncos. I think they're fairly putrid, and it doesn't look to me like there's any sense of urgency anywhere on that team. Here's the, here's the issue, though. I mean, is this the worst Packer – the Packers the worst quarterback room in the NFL? I mean, this Jordan Love stinks. I mean, let's just be honest. Why, I don't know – I mean, look at this guy. He's horrific. I mean, he's six interceptions over the last three games. He stinks. He's not any good. Trouble. Who are you going to go to? You're not going to go to Sean Clifford. I mean, and and that tells you how bad I think Denver's defense. I mean, think about that. We're all sitting here picking Denver Denver to lose, and yet Jordan Love's thrown six picks already. If Jordan Love he gets right though, maybe, huh? Yeah, maybe. That's the thing. If you can't move the ball against again one of the worst defenses I think we've seen over the last five years in the NFL, I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's it's kind of like with with Dobbs. I mean, if Dobbs doesn't play well, you, you really can't. But I'll say this: if you're out there looking to bet a game, this has to be very low on the list. This is not a game where I think there's a distinct edge, um, because both sides you have you have real issues backing an offense on one and a defense on the other. Agreed. I yeah, wouldn't touch. Uh, I wouldn't touch this game. I don't trust either team enough to to be all in on either one of them. Hey, we got three more games, guys, and they're good. They're, I think two of them are really good. Two of them may rival that Lions-Ravens game that Sean said may be the best game on the slate. Uh, I, 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 if, if the Lions-Ravens game isn't the best game on the slate, these next two games are before we dive into Monday night and get out of here for the Sunday so Sean can go smoke his ribs and, 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 and uh, play with uh, his dogs and shit. How many dogs you got now? Six? Three. Three. Um, all right. Chargers-Chiefs in Arrowhead. Uh, Burrow, uh, Burrow, um, Herbert has always pretty much done well there, but they just can't get that victory, man. I don't know what the deal is there. Um, but the Chargers are in dire need right now, aren't they? I mean, Herbert's gotta be looking like, okay, we paid you a lot of money, and I feel I believe Staley's watch and clock pretty much started about three weeks ago on his 10th fourth down uh, attempt from his minus 30. I believe they put him on the clock and said enough is enough. Uh, at some point, this guy's going to get fired, possibly during the damn season with this Charger team. I know they get injured, and we always say they Charger, Sean, uh, figuring a way to lose. That's what the Chargers have done for pretty much their history of an organization. Um, it's an interesting game. KC minus six, Jeff, in Arrowhead, 63 degree. Little prevailing wind from the north from uh, Torrey Pines. Chargers, Chiefs, who you like here? So this is my favorite play of the, the week. Um, I didn't understand this line at all. Uh, I love the charges. In this I game. do too. I, I And here's why. Say what you want about the L.A. Chargers. They don't get blown out, like ever. And I'll tell you another thing. You know when you have to go back to the last time they lost to the Chiefs by more than six points? 2019. These games are close. And a lot of the time, they win them. Can't win the fact that I don't like KC as a favorite. I never have and never will. I don't think their defense is very good. I don't think this is a vintage chief group. I think they're good. I don't think they're great. And I think eventually we have to remember, say what you want about the Chargers, they can still move the football. They still have one of the better offenses in the league. And I'll tell you another thing, their defense is getting better. Um, They're improving. I mean, it couldn't be much worse. 
but is KC that significantly better on defense than them? I don't think. I didn't see six points here. Um, I love the Chargers. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting this game and picking the Chargers. So just don't let it come down to a coaching uh, game management decision or you're fucked if you're the Chargers. I'm just telling you. As much yeah. as I like Staley's brains, when it comes down to common sense decisions on the sideline, that dude needs a caddy to help him. He does. He needs to play treat this like golf. They need a caddy walking around with his ass, holding his chain, I mean, his, his cord, maybe even his thing, say, listen, coach, don't fucking do that today. Do not. Because your job is to put your team in the best position to succeed, not take it away from them. Matter of fact, I'm not so sure the Chargers can't go and win this one straight up. I, I'm dead serious. I'm not sure they can't. Now, while I love Andy and I, I love Mahomes, I don't think this is that epic Chiefs offense we are used to seeing. No, I actually think the strength of their team, even though it's not the best defense in the league, I actually think their defense may be their strength this year. Uh, I don't believe that, the, I, I don't believe the Chiefs are winning this Super Bowl. I, I, I now they I may say that to me their defense is a light years ahead of their offense. This I, year. I, I agree. I don't and think, and their secondary may be the best in football. I, I, I don't know. It's crazy. I like their defense better now. Mahomes is the outlier. He's always going to do stuff. That you're like, damn, this guy pulls it out. I just, they're not my, I don't think the Chiefs are the are the most dominant team in the AFC yet with Mahomes. They're always going to cover, you know, some 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 cuts and bruises you may have because the guy's so good and Andy's such a great play caller. I think the defense is a strength. I think Herbert can still throw it around a lot. I love this too for the Chargers. Now, the Chiefs may go win, but I, I think that's too big a number. And just Staley, matter of fact, turn it over to your caddy. Let let the caddy make management decisions and let your offense go do their thing. I, I actually think that they're going to move the football a little bit. I like the Chargers in the in, in with that number, uh, and I'm all in. And they they seem to go there and play pretty good football. So I'm also, okay with at this that one. point. You have to obviously scout anytime the Chiefs play a team how good they are against opposing tight ends. Chargers have actually been quite good against tight ends. Their linebackers have been all right. Safeties have been okay. Kelsey and, and, and you know, this could be one of those games where he's just kind of average, though that doesn't happen often. That said, I don't trust the Chiefs defense. I know it's been good and solidly numbers wise this year, but Herbert can make you look uh, pedestrian. So um, this next game, the night game, the 520 Pacific, 820 Eastern game, maybe the game of the week. Um, if it's not that Lions uh, could be the Chargers Chiefs as well. This could be a shootout uh, we just discussed, but this Dolphins Eagles games has a uh, classic finish written all over it. Possibly okay. two Alabama quarterbacks going head to head Tua hurts. Um, one took the other's job, one transferred, one strived. There's a, there's a, there's a lot to say. I think hurts has a chip on his shoulder. I think hurts wants to win. I know Jeff's invested. He's sitting there right there in that outside of Philly. Um, this game's in Philly. Uh, a night game, 62 degrees, pretty damn good weather for a Philly uh, October game. Uh, Dolphins, Eagles, um, where are you at with this one, and um, what can we expect? Jeff, go ahead, buddy. Well, there's a lot to, to get into here, first of which is that the Eagles look to be pretty healthy. Um, this really hung to me on Lane Johnson's status because the truth is, in his career, they're 10-22 and 22 in games that he doesn't play in. They're just not good when he doesn't play. And the second half, it was clearly indicating that without him, that offense was a complete mess. It's amazing what one player on the offensive line can do to an offensive line when he's out. 
Um, also remember they've been without Landon Dickerson as well recently. So, or not, uh, uh, Cam Jurgens. I mean, they're, they're left guard. Uh, he's back. It looks like Jalen Carter's back. Darius Slay's back. They're going to get some reinforcements in the secondary. They're also at home in this game. And to me, Miami is a bit gimmicky. I think defensively in the end, I think we can all agree. They're not real trustworthy. Um, Xavier and Howard may not play in this game either. I just feel like when I look at this number, if you look at the bets coming in, 50-50 bet split, but 70% of the actual money being wagered is on the Eagles, which indicates that sharper, stronger people like the Eagles. I think the Eagles showed today that they're absolutely still one of the favorites in the NFL, and I think the Dolphins are good and they're solid. I just don't believe they're actually up at the top level in the NFL. I truly don't believe it. I think this is a 30-24 type of game. I think the Eagles finding a way. I also had this total up into the 55-ish range. The fact that it's only 51, I think the Eagles will get one or two more stops, but they're not going to shut down Miami's offense. I like yeah. the over as well. Yeah, I like the over and I like the Eagles. Now, JB, when we talked about the games, and I was talking about during the day games about that Detroit-Baltimore game, as when this, if you're throwing them all in, there's no doubt that this is in that same league of wow factor that you can't miss. It's must-watch television for me. Um, I actually, considering the AFC, we've talked about the Chiefs, we don't know about Buffalo, Baltimore's a bit up and down. I actually, the, the Browns, you know, who are the Chargers, all this, I actually think that if both of these teams ended up, and I know how the 49ers came back down to earth last week, I actually think this could be a rematch of uh, that, that this team, you could see these two teams again in February. You could, because... I don't think that there's a team that you look at in the AFC that says that's clearly the best team in the AFC. I don't. And there are gimmicks that I like Mike McDaniel. There's going to be a lot of free runners in the secondary tonight. There, there's going to be some players. make. I'm with Jeff. I like the over in the game. I like Philly. Um, and I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I do. You'll get embarrassed a few times on offense, but you'll also embarrass the defense with all the different window dressing and formations. I like Philly. I think both quarterbacks will play well, but it's going to come down to which one lays it on the ground or throws it to the other team in the fourth quarter. I think Philly by a score, six points. I'm with you, Jeff. I, I saw this and I immediately said, I'm taking, I, I like this game in the 50s as well. Matter of fact, both teams pushing in that 28 to 30 range type of thing. Give me Philly in this one. Give me Philly. Without, without, without the running back that's been maybe a rookie of the year candidate as well. Um, what's his name? A-Chain. Uh, without him, uh, I, you know, they're going to have to run with Mo – I think Mozart, is he there? Uh, he's been running pretty good in his spell. I, I like that. I think the Dolphins will run the football. I think they'll try to run the football to keep that pass rush at a minimum so they can set up play action with Tua, try to take the shots over the top with Hill and uh, Waddle. And, uh, I, you know, the Dolphins, until they're, they get hit in the mouth by a physical team is what I think their their knock is. The Bills did it. Um, the Chargers actually did it in a close game one matchup that they should have won. Um, I think if you're physical with the Dolphins, you can control the line of scrimmage. You can win. Does the Eagles do that? Um, that is going to be the question. Can the Let Eagles me tell you something about the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know a lot of people don't hear this because they're not in this area. I think a lot of people, if you actually know football, this is a huge barometer game for the Eagles. Because I think the thought has been all season that this team's really good. But they've had lumps. They're off a bad loss. Jalen Hurts was horrific. We haven't really seen him play a great game yet. 
The disc defense in the secondary is still struggling. The middle of the field's not good because they don't value linebackers here. Um, If the Eagles come out and lose this game 31-21, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people in this town. And I think the thought is they're a Super Bowl contender. This game's going to go a lot of ways in figuring if they actually are. I think for both teams, it, it, it figures that. If the Miami Dolphins come in here and win by 10, what are the Eagles all of a sudden? Are they a team that, you know, are they just who they are? It's a big game for both teams. Yeah. Um, all right. Monday night game. Eagles Vikings tomorrow. Um, I think Cousins 49ers, on his way. Vikings, not 49ers. Eagles. 49ers. Yeah. 49ers Vikings. Yeah. 49ers Vikings. Um, your former team, Sean, Vikings, um, two and four, struggling. Niners by seven. In Minnesota, kind of crazy line for a road game. Uh, it's in a dome, no weather involved. Purdy looks really, really average without his players around him. CMC may play. Um, Niners looking to bounce back after a Cleveland loss, their first of the year. Uh, probably not a good spot for the Vikings to face a Niners team that's coming off a loss. Um, where are you guys at? Purdy will play better. I mean, he's he's been, when we say not without his guys, I, I, I personally think he had – what every quarterback in this league is going to have. They have one of those stinkers. He did not play well last week. I told you I trust him because he makes – you. last week he missed the ordinary play. He normally makes them. I watch if I go on a show in Minnesota every week, and this team is, is so weird. They, they really are. They've got some skills. Cousins will put up a few numbers. I don't know how they're going to keep him upright, and I don't know how their defense is going to stop the 49ers. McCaffrey's supposed to play, you said. I, I, I love the 49ers in the game. I, I just do. I think that there's a reason that line's high, and I don't think it's high enough. I honestly don't. The, the The Vikings are a disappointment. They don't have their home run hitter at wide receiver, and that they are going to squeeze that team endlessly. And you can expect, and I think this is a sack-ridden game for the 49ers on them. Purdy will come back and play well. I do not like the Vikings in a game when the 49ers, are, in my opinion, are not getting beat twice in a row in this game. The defense for the Vikings is not very good, and I can sure as hell tell you they don't have enough weapons right now against the 49ers. Give me Purdy. Give me the 49ers. I love my Vikings team, but they're disappointed, and I don't think there's much space for them in January. I like the 49ers, and I like them in a curb stomp. Yeah, I think if the the Niners would have won last week, I think this would be a little bit better spot for the Vikings, but they didn't. They did lose last week. Sean makes a great point about Justin Jefferson out because it's uh, going up against that defense is tough already. But it's hard to throw a kid like Jordan Addison, who's a rookie, into being kind of that guy. K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson, they're just not very good without him. And defensively, if not for the Broncos being historically bad, the Vikings are the worst, one of the worst defense in the league. Passing defense has been horrible. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised to see this number under seven. I mean, Agreed. outside of the last week, the, the Niners have buzzsawed every team, essentially. So, yeah, I think you see a focus group. I would be surprised if they don't win by double digits. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think the ball hits the ground much, JB, on the 49ers side. I don't. I think if he goes out, right? Yeah, he's been banged up, but they still got enough. If McCaffrey plays there, I just think they can move the ball around. This is like a 24 or 28 type game for Purdy. Throws three touchdowns, protects the ball, and they get out. And this is to, to me, this is like 34 20 type game, 34 23. I think it's a double digit win. Yeah, there's always a sleeper game. So, uh, you know, I know, Jeff, Jeff, your pick of the week is the Chargers Ch- Chiefs, correct? Yeah, I like the Chargers plus the six. I also, 
You know, I think, you know, at the one o'clock slate, I, you know, I'm, I'm like in the box. I think that's a great matchup for them. I also like the Ravens a little bit. And I have to admit, I do like New England. I'm going to hold my nose and grab seven and a half, eight points and just hope that they rally. But I will say one quick thing about the Bills. They cannot stop the run. This could be a game where Mondre Stevenson finally breaks out. Um, and I think JB's right. If, if they don't perform today, I think you really have to wonder if Bill, Bill, uh, Bill Belichick's has kind of lost them because he's usually a good guy to rally a team. You don't want to make mistakes around him. But I've seen him on the sidelines be visibly annoyed a lot this year. Seems like they're making a lot of weird mistakes. They should rally today, you'd hope. His team usually doesn't beat itself. They may be, you know, lack talent. They may have guys that just aren't very good at times offensively. They usually don't consistently beat themselves where it's like, good gracious, you guys are an undisciplined team. But when you combine guys that look like, I don't want to say checked out. It's I'm not in their head. I don't know what goes on. They're pros, and I'm assuming they, you know, they're playing as hard as they can. But I don't, I don't need to coach effort, so that's on them. But they just don't execute very well, and they're limited what they can do offensively. So you're putting a major burden on their defense. Remember to, this. To Remember when you're watching this game and why the New England's hanging around. Again, we bring up the Broncos. They have the yep. worst rush defense in the league. You know who's two? The Bills. Right. Give me five points. Well, I think New England's going to stay in the game. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it because I don't trust Buffalo to string seven or eight in a row together. They, they struggle in – I think you're going to try to shorten the game if you're the Patriots. You recognize your weakness, and if you can get a you know a quick change turnover, if you take a shot once in a while, but I expect them. This is the type of game where New England runs like 55 plays mm-hmm. and wins the game instead of in the 60s or seven. You run 55 plays, shorten the game, and and you may lose 20 to 17, but a backdoor cover or it's close. You kicked a field goal in the third quarter, shut them out in the fourth quarter, and you lose, but you win the bet. I, I think New England hangs around, but they're going to have to get some special stuff. Their defense is going to have to rise up a little bit. And and I, I wouldn't be shocked if they force some field goals in the red zone either. That will not shock me. And you go on the road and you play in the red zone and you kick field goals, the other team's got a chance. Hey, Sean, my upset, Jeff, my upset alert, my upset alert pick of the week is the Colts-Browns uh, in, the, in the morning slate. I think it's an interesting game. If Deshaun plays or not, um, either way, if he plays, I believe that you'll see some rust. I think you'll see some um, – they, they, they haven't played together enough for any com- type of camaraderie or any type of uh, – Watson's you know. in. Yeah, I, I'm struggling to see the Browns do anything on offense. I think the Colts show up at home. I think it's, it's an upset pick alert. I would put the Colts there of, over any of these other teams. I don't see the Giants being able to upset commanders. I do agree with your Patriots pick as an upset of pick alert. Um and I like the Lions. I like the Lions. I think the Lions are going to prove that they're better than people think. Uh, this is their first real test other than Kansas City and the Seahawks. Uh, even though it's crazy sounding in the NFL, every game, every game, these guys get paid on every team. So every team's a challenge. Keep, keep an eye on that Chargers-Chiefs game as well. Just keep an eye on that one. There's a lot of prove-it games in this league today. A lot of, lot of groups that, you know, like the Lions going to play Baltimore and Baltimore. You got Philly and Miami. You know, Chargers, it seems like maybe they're finding something a little bit. There, there's a lot of good spots today for teams to prove things. So, Yeah, I agree. Man, it's always good. All you guys pound that like, break the algorithm, hit the like, subscribe button. Make sure you're listening to Sean every day. Um, what day? What time is that, like 5 a.m. on the Pacific? 6, six uh, Central, four, 4 to 8 your time, 7 to 11 East Coast, and 6 to 10 Central. 
on iHeartRadio, the Sean Salisbury Show, uh, the Sit Down, the best crime podcast on YouTube and on TikTok. Jeff Nadu, follow that, the Sit Down Pod. And uh, make sure you're here for tomorrow's Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. And Jeff joins us every Wednesday and Friday on that show as well. It's Eric Weddle Monday tomorrow. We'll get and congratulate Weddle for kicking my Trojans' ass and costing us another pot, even though we weren't going because we don't defend anybody. But they, 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 we've just guaranteed our, and that's not the last loss because they think they still have Oregon, Utah. I mean, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA. Unfortunately, they, we're not going to see any fun. Not, not that anybody else cares but me, but Eric, I bow to you. You kicked our ass physically again hey, when it mattered. Coach, real quick, before you go, I want to ask you something. We've talked a lot about the Heisman race, right? Now, Washington won last night. Penix was, you know, okay. Is he out? He can't be out, right? I mean, they won. I mean, he looked he bad. He wasn't bad either. I mean, he had like 200, I think almost 300 yards. I mean. Yeah, he struggled though mildly. If you watch the game, I was watching it. I was like, holy shit. He probably got himself out of the. Drake, Drake, Caleb's Drake, gone, Sean, right? Caleb's Drake, gone. He's Drake done. May's out. Drake May's yep. out. May, May. They lose. Um, right. Penix is going to stay in because his numbers are still going to be gaudy. Bo Nix is going to hang around because he's having a great accuracy McCarthy. year. I'm going to. Who? McCarthy. That's the guy that I'm telling you, you better keep an eye on. J.J. McCarthy can sneak in and take this award. I'm just telling you, he can. He's going to get chance at Heisman moments in the Big Ten against Ohio State. He's going to get those chances. Um, and had their defense played better, I'll tell you who's who's really good player, is Jaden Daniels at LSU has had a really good season. But the, the, we, we've kind of forgotten about them because of – What's going on defensively? They've been a lot like USC, where they can't get off the field now. And if Oklahoma wins out, is their quarterback Dylan Gabriel going to be considered? I mean, Oklahoma sure. struggled yesterday versus UCF, though. So there's a I, lot of watered down football, Sean, as as I've been saying for a while. Um, college football, man, the game. Miami came back and won in overtime last night. I mean, USC. Uh, I I I think Lincoln Riley's leaving to the Raiders. That's just my prediction from what I've heard. Whittingham, baby, he just wins. He's the best. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. For me, I'll hire Kyle. If 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 Lincoln Riley does leave, I've known Kyle was my host on my recruiting trip to BYU. I've known him for a lot of years. I've been trying every time a coach leaves to see if we can get Whittingham at USC just to pull him away from Utah. I don't know. He's been there for so long with all his kids and his family, and they just are, and the one thing that he has that we never have preach it or when i say never hasn't happened since like pete left where the dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball run first throw i know it's a different college game but i the physicality that usc does not have anymore imagine where they'd be if caleb williams wasn't making all these plays shit so if lincoln does leave my number one choice is is call up utah call up kyle whittingham see if you can get him because he for his physicality first but I, I think the Heisman Trophy's J.J. McCarthy's in it big time, and Penix will still they have be around. A top, they have a top 10 team. No doubt. And Rising has not played a fucking down. I know. Season. It's crazy. That's, that that's kid was nuts. a walk-on that played last night. I mean, they just know. I think I think you can make an argument that Kyle Whittingham, Kyle Whittingham is – he remind, he's, he's Mike Tomlin in college football. The yeah. guy just wins all the time. Roster turnovers, it doesn't fucking matter. I think – I know Saban. Yes, I think he's he's winning national. If 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 he's got if he's got Alabama or Clemson or LSU's talent or SC's, he's winning a national championship. Hell, he damn near does it with this team he's got. Not saying they're not good, but he doesn't get five stars. Who's better than him? What? Who's better than him outside of maybe Saban in college football? No. If if there's one, somebody remind me. But huh? 
Kirby yeah, right but, now. Okay, would Kirby Smart be doing that with Utah, and would would Kyle no. Whittingham yeah, be doing Kyle, that with Georgia? Sean, you know, and I know Kyle well, and I got former players on that staff right now: Reggie Dunn, a couple guys, a friend. And I love Kirby Smart too, but I love Whittingham. You, but you know, as I know, and Jeff, this is something that like there's a there's a part that nobody else talks about. Kyle is at Utah for a reason. He doesn't want Hollywood limelight. He don't right. want to deal with it. And he may not be able to deal with the Georgia limelight or in Alabama. He He's tucked away in Salt Lake, and he gets to do what he does, and there's not too many cameras or media around him. And, he, you know, you change that element, and you, you go in with the big fish in the big pond, it changes. And then Kyle Winningham's name is mud because he doesn't win and go undefeated at if a Georgia. If leaves, though, I'd take my – I would take my chances because I just think – you're exactly right. Some guys may not love that. Kyle just keeps on grinding. But the way he does it, no matter who the roster is, I, I think the guy is – I can make the argument, yeah, Jeff, that, that aside from Saban and considering what he has to do, considering he's not getting five-star recruits like Alabama or Clemson or Georgia or Southern Cal, if Lincoln does leave, make that your first call. That may not matter. He may never leave. Kyle may be a lifer, but I can tell you this, there ain't – if he's in the team picture for best coaches in football, period, period. And I got to ask you guys both a question. I was, been, I was asked yesterday to talk about, and I, I was like, let me bring it up. NFL wise, Chicago bears. Um, we all know the whole situation. Justin Fields, the Chicago bears, they possibly could have the number one and two pick in the draft again in 24. Um, are they drafting a quarterback this year? Yes or no, uh, Sean? If Lincoln Riley decides to leave, I think that's a chance that he'll be there and Caleb Williams would be the first pick of the draft. I do. Yes. I think that chance. I don't think that's I don't think that's just closing your eyes and throwing, you know, at the dartboard. I think there's a and especially when you look at NIL, your quarterbacks leaving, even though you get recruits, do you believe I, I don't know, but to me, I think the Bears are going to make a pitch for that. And the Raiders, they're going to be six jobs open. There usually is five or six. I do believe they're going to draft a quarterback first, and especially if there's a if Caleb if if Caleb Williams goes, I mean if if Lincoln Riley leaves, they're they're drafting Caleb Williams first. If in fact that's where he goes and takes the job, if he leaves SC, I think Lincoln goes to the Raiders, and I think Caleb goes to the Raiders, and I think Cliff Kingsbury becomes a head coach at SC. I think it's all disastrous, but that's what I believe is going to happen. Well, I don't know if you're going to get much more physicality if you're Lincoln not. leaves and, and Cliff not. Kingsbury is your coach. You're going to get. A, a same lot thing. of finesse and, and have to win 48-44. Same shit. You're going to get the yeah. same shit. And that's what I think that's why Cliff is there in the huddle, even though he's not a 10th coach and it's illegal. No one's going to bring that up, but we're bringing up still signs at Michigan. Anyway, that whole thing being said, um, Jeff, I don't know. Give us a hell nah, hell, hell yeah, hell nah. Is, is, is Justin Fields' term done in Chicago? Yes. I agree. What I think a shit show of a team that is. By the way, can I and ask And great fans, too. It sucks for those fans. I love can Chicago. Can I just fans. ask a question? What exactly went on with the defensive coordinator? Why has no one talked about him abruptly just quitting middle of the season? It's a fact. His home was raided by the FBI. No one's talked about it. He just decides to leave in the middle of the season. Like, why doesn't anyone talk about that? It was the weirdest thing. Like, I brought it up really on the show, but it's just—it's been crazy. That whole thing's got to be internal. I don't even know what they were going after. I mean, like I said, the reason people brought it up, and I saw the story. Like, Sean, Sean, let let me tell you something, okay? Because I know, unless you're in the mafia or committing financial crimes, 
your house does not get raided randomly Agreed. for other Agreed. than one reason. Agreed. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, so it, whatever it is, when those three letters F, B, and I are raiding your house, it ain't good. It's like when no. Mike Wallace used to show up at your house and do a 60 Minutes interview. He wasn't there to motherfucking have tea, okay? <laughs> yeah. So it's the same hey, thing John, here. FBI it's not good, whatever it is. FBI there for us law intelligence. That's what we're going to call we're it. We're all for that. That's right. FBI. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's interesting. Sean, I got to that. that I, 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 I hope that there's nothing like where it's like cringeworthy with that situation. You know what well, I'm the saying? F well, the, the NFL is uh, – Swept it under the carpet. Yes, you know, so it's, we haven't heard much about. I, it. I, I hope because uh, can we just have. You know, the, the, yeah. well, then like we can talk zone. about football, which I, which I think we'd all rather do. Yeah, the NFL end zones don't want to deal with anything that this could possibly be. Uh, yep. You see what they say in the end zones and on the back of the NFL. Um, let me ask you this, uh, Sean Caleb Williams has he uh, lost some lore in your opinion as going to the NFL? I don't see him translating. I see Kyler Murray all over him again. Um, I think he's better than Kyler because I think he's. I, I think he's a better preparer from what I've heard. I, I'm not, I'm not, if I was the first pick right now, I'm still taking him first. I still am. Um, but I think that, do I think it's risky, but listen, we're judging Caleb Williams on the fact that if he doesn't play great every friggin' week, they can't win. They can't win. So I'm taking that into account. Listen, do I think he's the end all at quarterback? No, but, uh, but his preparation from what I understand and leadership from talking to coaches on that staff, they swear by him. And I, I just, you know, we'll see. Now, Penix is going to come into play. Drake May is going to come into play. I think there's going to be questions like it was with Bryce with Young and, and, and uh, C.J. Stroud as far as who you take. But if I right now, to me, I, I don't know if there's such thing as can't miss, but uh, he, he's still a pretty damn good playmaker. I'm still, if I ain't taking him first, I, then you're, you're going to get him second. I, I don't think that I'd pass on him in the first two or three picks. I think he's still got that ability. Yeah, I agree. Great job, guys. I know it's game, game time in about 10 minutes, and I uh, appreciate you guys coming on. Next Sunday, we'll be back uh, for week eight on the greatest pregame show on planet Earth. Uh, make sure you follow Sean and Jeff, and uh, we'll see you guys this week. Much love to you. Pound JB, that like. Thanks, brother. And Jay, Jeff, you're awesome. You guys are great. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you guys. Um, we'll see you guys next week, Sean. And uh, hey, man, go go barbecue something, will you? I'm gonna go throw down. I'm gonna go make myself a breakfast sandwich. Okay, nice. English muffin, over easy egg, pork sausage, hash brown, two cheeses. How's that for a fat breakfast with a pH? Are you making that? Or are you buying that? Uh, it's already been made. I, I, I didn't make it or buy it, but uh, you know, I can neither confirm nor deny it's waiting on me. So there hey, you go. Tell girl I need to uh, talk to her about those houses. I got, I'm thinking about it. Got it. Well, when you quit fucking it up and get where you're supposed to be, let me know. I know. No shit. Right. $30,000 TVs. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. There's his down payment. There you go. See you guys, man. Thanks. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. You love it. You better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it. And then every now and again, wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the Internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense, but understands the old game 
the in-between game, the new game, and combines them all. Last chance Q with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. 